MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Bush Series. Today, the Pepsi 300. Sponsored by 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Ray Bestas, the best in brakes, D3EA certified for safety. By the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. Two-way communication by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. By Goody's Headache Powder. The official pain reliever of NASCAR by Ghoul's Pumps. Wherever water needs to be moved, Ghoul's Pumps is always there. And by NBNA, issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. Welcome back to the Nashville Super Speedway as MRN Radio gets set to bring you live coverage of today's running of the Pepsi 300. As we told you, it is a beautiful layout here, 1.3 miles in length. The banking, 14 degrees in the corners. The way the place is constructed, the back straightaway is actually lifted up. It's raised up to where everybody can see from any place you sit at this racetrack. Spectacular for viewing racing. And some of the guys who have the best view, I guess, of the whole place here, and other than us, would be the guys in the corners. And, of course, they're out on big scissor lifts out there with an eye full. First, let's check in with Mike Bagley of Dover, Delaware. He'll be covering turns one and two today. Thanks, Joe. Good afternoon, everyone. I do have a spectacular view of turns one and two here. Pale white racing service contrasting against ivory white concrete retaining walls. The only thing different is the testament of the toughness of these corners. Black skid marks that line the inside and outside of the racetrack leading up to the outside wall. Some drivers have had problems already this weekend negotiating these corners. And turn two is the trouble spot. Bobby Hamilton talked in the pre-race about the slippery spot. One of them is right in front of me here in turn two. The car wants to break loose and tag the outside wall. Once you get through turn two, you straighten it out and then haul buggy down the backstretch. I'll be in turn two to cover all the action at this end of the racetrack today. Back straightaway, 2,200 feet and change long. And when they get to turn three, they'll come to the attention of Charlotte, North Carolina's Winston Kelly. Thanks so much, Dave, and good afternoon, everyone. As you said, we're on top of a scissor lift about 30 feet up in the air at the entrance to turn number three, and we'll pick up the action off at turn number two where the drivers will use the backstretch to set themselves up for the critical maneuver through turns three and four. Only one groove the drivers tell us going through this part of the racetrack. We have some of those black skid marks already. The drivers tell us there should be a lot of action on this portion of the racetrack. We look forward to bringing it to you all afternoon. Today's race is 300 miles in distance. 225 laps will make up that total distance. Just hearing from NASCAR spotters that uh, they're seeing some fluid coming from Jeff Streeter's car. Also, the machines of Jimmy Johnson and Dan Pardis will be falling to the rear of the field. But here comes the rest of the cars. Now off turn four, down to the line to christen this new Nashville Super Speedway. Pace car comes to pit road. Field is set as they come down to the start-finish line. The green flag is out and a big jump on the inside for Kevin Harvick as he will jump away by four car lengths. He'll take Bobby Hamilton Jr. with him as they hit turn one. Jeff Brain, who started second, will fall in line back to the third spot. His car slides up the racetrack. Greg Biffle tries to capitalize but can't do it. The single file off turn two. And there's trouble in turn one. Several cars together up against the outside wall. Solomon Robinson is one of those, Joe. The other car would be the car of A.J. Contact, both able to drive away, but heavy contact for the rear of Shona Robinson's machine. 
no caution flag coming out as both cars appear to be able to move. Now the caution does come out because of the one car that apparently is stalled in turn two, Mike. Going very slowly, A.J. Frank down to the inside of the racetrack. He has some hood damage to his machine. He is almost coasted to a stop. Matter of fact, he's about to give up the ghost now and come to a halt here at the apron of turn two. So the safety crews will be out to attend to the A.J. Frank machine. That gives an opportunity for Jeff Streeter to bring the McLeod USA EPD Pontiac onto pit road. There were reports on that car that uh, there was fluid leaking before the drop of the green flag. The members of the media in attendance for today's race will vote the Goodies Headache Award to the driver who suffers the hardest luck during the running of or the preparation for this race. He or she will receive a $250 bonus and a sample of Goodies Headache Powder and tablets to help cure that headache. Goodies Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Joe, I think we got a couple of early candidates already. I'd say so. Shauna Robinson taking her car back into the Bush Series garage. Tough break for her on the very first lap as she and A.J. Frank got together near the rear of the pack going over into turn number two. Let's go back to Mike Bagley. Well, the crews are tending now to the A.J. Frank car that's going to a halt here, seeing a lot of fluid coming out of the front of his machine. I think he popped the radiator. He does have a lot of uh, heavy front-end damage. A.J.'s okay. The safety crews are talking to him now, but right now we do have a truck of safety officials up in turn two, cleaning up some of the, of the debris from the contact that happened uh, when both A.J. and Shauna got together up in turn two. Has not been a great weekend for either one of those drivers, but Shauna Robinson in particular not having any fun. That's the backup car yeah. out of Michael Waltrip's Aaron's Rent Stable. Rode off the number one car in practice on Thursday, brought out the backup, and managed just a lap here this afternoon. As a matter of fact, the crash uh, that uh, occurred during the practice session was uh, that same portion of the racetrack over there off turn two. Shauna did have a little bit better go of it yesterday in the ARCA Remax Series uh, race. She qualified in the, or rather uh, finished in the top five in that event. Uh, Ken Schrader was the winner of that race here yesterday afternoon at the Nashville Super Speedway. But caution out early, just one lap into today's race as Shauna and A.J. Frank are involved over in turn two. Frank's car still sitting on the edge of the racetrack there. Turn two has been sort of the trouble spot from practice and testing we've seen here this weekend. And most of the drivers say, you know, when you come to a concrete racing surface, you expect it to be, the word that Jason Keller used was chatterly. And he says uh, they ground it down to where it's so smooth over there that it was actually causing them problems. There was uh, some discussion of whether or not it was uh, a problem due to hand troweling of the con- uh, the concrete as it was laid down that just made things a little bit too smooth. And uh, the drivers say that every once in a while you'll come off turn two, the front end will jump out at you, and by the time you realize you've got a problem, the rear end is gone too, and you're quickly in the concrete. And it's claimed two cars already today. We're two laps into the Pepsi 300. It's Kevin Harvick over Bobby Hamilton Jr., Jeff Green, Greg Biffle, and Jamie McMurray. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The crowd's in your hand, not to stop me, yeah! Not a chair, quickly stand, only the engine repair. The crowd's in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make it on, make it John, avoid that kitchen add on. The crowd's in your hand, not to stop me, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy and four tires. 
From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Super Speedway green flag back on the field. Lap five about to be completed, and we've got a new leader as Bobby Hamilton Jr. fights his way to the inside of Kevin Harvick. Hamilton will lead them to the stripe. Bobby Hamilton takes the pole sitter on the front straightaway, and he goes to the point. Here they come back into turn two. Hamilton had pulled away from Harvick by about three car lengths. Now he'll stretch it out even more as the challenge for second is on off turn two. And Jeff Green will look down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. Now he'll fall back in line. Single file. It's about five car lengths separating first from second place. Behind Green and third is Greg Biffle in fourth. Green gets into the rear of the uh, car of Kevin Harvick just barely. Gets him up out of the groove. Here goes Jeff Green making the pass to the inside. He'll grab the second spot. Greg Biffle follows his tire tracks. He'll take third going to turn one. Biffle has his Taurus wound up down to the inside. He will bypass Harvick and pick up the third spot. Now the challenge is on for fourth. Atwood and Harvick make contact off turn two. And he'll make his way around the Harvick cars. Harvick continues to fall back. Another battle as Scott Wimmer sweeps to the inside of Harvick. Harvick tries to battle back in turn three. Scott Wimmer down on the inside has that advantageous low line and he will take the number five position away. Kevin Harvick now hung out to dry on the outside as the parade continues underneath him. It's Jay Sauter now looking to the inside. They rub on each other a bit, and Sauter will take the spot to one. Harvick is trying to get back in line. He'll do so behind Jay Sauter. So put Harvick in line behind Sauter. As now Harvick feels pressure from Buckshar. Actually, Todd Bodine off turn two. And Todd Bodine looks to the outside, looks back to the inside, decides he'll stay in single file traffic. Behind Bodine is Ashton Lewis and then Chad Little. Todd Bodine trying to get some room, but Kevin Harvick quickly closed that inside lane. He was losing ground in a hurry. We told you a potential problem on Jeff Green's car. It's not showing right now. He's in the second spot. Jason Toy, what is the story there? Well, they dropped the green flag, and he was able to pull away a little bit, and the motor started missing all of a sudden. They made a change on the ignition box inside the car with a flick of a switch. It seems to have paid off, though. It's, the car is back up to speed and running full power. They did pull out a backup carburetor just in case, but it appears that an ignition problem early on for Jeff Green. Green running in the second spot, just over 1.1 seconds behind the leader, Bobby Hamilton, Jr., not much of a gap between himself and the third place car of Greg Biffle as they head for one. Biffle's fallen off about three, four car lengths from Jeff Green. Fourth rides Jamie McMurray. The stack up of traffic is from fifth on back. Scott Wimmer leads Jay Sauter and Kevin Harvick off turn two. You can throw a blanket over those three as they head down the back straightaway. Try to sweep low into turn number three. It's Wimmer, Sauter, and Harvick in that order. A couple of car lengths back to Todd Bodine. Todd Bodine riding along now in the eighth position. Ashton Lewis staying up with him. He's in ninth. Close battle just behind them as well as you've got the Chad Little car there trying to hold off Jason Keller. He's trying to make something happen as they race off to turn one. That's the battle for the 10th position. Little has it. Keller trying to take it away and Elton Sawyer trying to close in and make that a three race for position on the back straightaway. And behind Elton Sawyer's the Kenny Wallace machine. Kevin Grubb and Bobby Hamilton Sr. follow that battle. Tony Reigns is behind him. Kevin LePage trying to make a move as he's followed by Randy LaJoy midway through the pack. A little bit closer to the front. The best battle, the battle for the number five position as the youngsters battle Scott Wimmer 
leading that three-car draft into turn number one. Single file will come back into the corner. Wimmer's car is glued right down to the bottom of the racetrack. Jay Sauter lower than Wimmer, and Harvick following the tire tracks off onto the back straightaway. Nose to tail, all three of them down the back straightaway. Scott Wimmer in the Pontiac. It's the Chevrolet of Sauter, the Chevrolet of pole sitter. Kevin Harvick sweeping through turn four. Bumper to bumper, that battle from fifth on back up front. Meanwhile, Bobby Hamilton Jr. still shows the way, now by three-tenths of a second over a pretty good battle, shaping up for the second spot. Actually, it's going to be a close battle for the lead now as Hamilton has fallen off and allowed Green and Biffle to catch up. The separation between the front two is about a car length and a half, maybe two on the back stretch. A couple of Fords stalking the Chevrolet as they head into turn number three. Devin down low in the, to the corner is Bobby Hamilton Jr. Looking underneath is Green. Now he's in his tire tracks. Hamilton was able to put the field at arm's reach for a time, but now they are right back up on his rear bumper. Hamilton by just two car lengths. Green riding in second. Biffle in third. They'll all hold their spot single file to one. Hamilton drives deep, coming back into the corner. This time he keeps his car glued down to the inside. It had been drifting up. Here comes Biffle. Going to try an outside run move on Jeff Green for second. Can't make the move that time. Now he peeks down to the inside. He'll decide to fall in line just behind Jeff Green. So it remains Hamilton, Green, and Biffle. About 15 car lengths back to Jamie McMurray in fourth. Tightens up once again from first to third as they come pouring off turn four back down to the line. Bobby Hamilton Jr., Jeff Green, and Greg Biffle. Further back, Scott Wimmer still with his hands full. Jay Sauter trying to get by him. Even further back, a four-car pileup now going off into the corner. That is from the cars of Jason Keller, Elton Sawyer, and Kenny Wallace. Meanwhile, there's a challenge for the lead off turn two and onto the back stretch. And Green now gets the preferred inside line. He's going to bring Greg Biffle with him. Put Green up to first. Biffle now shoots to the inside. He'll try to make the move for second. Well, if there are problems underneath the hood of an S-Quick 4, they are not showing right now as Green, with a power move off turn number two, takes the lead and now tries to pull away. Biffle to the inside, looking to take second away from Bobby Hamilton Jr. Ford and Chevy double wide coming into the corner, and it's going to be the Ford of Biffle that will take the second spot. The Chevy of Bobby Hamilton Jr. falls in behind Biffle in the third position. It took Biffle the entire length of the front straightaway to get around Bobby Hamilton, but down the back straightaway, pulls away by three car lengths. His four car lengths that he's behind Jeff Green, the leader. Coming down to complete 17 laps now. Jeff Green becoming the third different leader of today's race. And he really starts stretching it out now over Greg Biffle and Bobby Hamilton Jr. Further back, still watching Scott Weber now holding off the fifth position. Jay Sauter and Kevin Harvick just behind him in turn one. Jay Sauter tried to take that spot away a couple of laps ago. Tried to open up the inside lane in turn one. It didn't materialize. And for now, it'll stay single file off turn two. They've been that way for the past five or six laps, Mike. It remains a car link separating each one of those cars. Wimmer continues to lead. Sauter now. Harvick pulls up on the oh, rear Oh, trouble deck. off turn two. David Donahue makes contact with the outside wall. Tim Fina was involved. Fina will come up the back straight away in front of traffic as there's more cars spinning in turn three. And now one of those cars is Tim Fiedelway. He got it back under the control, and then he slid down in the infield area onto the apron area, and now he's going to pull his car back onto the concrete while David Donahue is stuck down in the mud midway down the back straightaway between turns three and two and three. It is a second caution of the afternoon. Comes out again as David Donahue and Tim Fiedelway got involved. Fiedelway able to drive back around with a lot of damage on his car. Donahue's car still sitting in the mud. Again, this racetrack just completed, and there's a lot of places that uh, haven't completely dried. There's been a lot of rain here in the area over the last few days, and so uh, we're going to have to pull him out of the mud there on the back straightaway under caution with Jeff Green leading in the Pepsi 300. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? 
clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now get the limited edition Napa NASCAR Heat PC game free with any purchase of $25 or more at participating Napa Auto Parts stores or Napa Auto Care centers during the Napa Turn Up the Heat sale. All right, what was that? I was telling them about the free Napa NASCAR Heat game. Like that? Hey, man, this is NASCAR. You know, racing, excitement. Try this. Now get the limited edition Napa NASCAR Heat PC game. Yours free, free, free in the Napa Turn Up the Heat sale. Yeah, what he said. Wild Supplies Last. Sale ends April 30th. Just one hour away from all the family fun in Central Florida, your house in Daytona Beach awaits you. The Bahama House, Daytona Beach. New, modern, exquisitely appointed, with beautiful ocean views and affordable. Our Daytona USA package includes four days, three nights, Daytona USA admission, and more for just $159 per person. So get away from the noise and come home to your house on the beach. The Bahama House, Daytona Beach. For reservations, call 1-800-571-2001. 1-800-571-2001. Under caution for the second time this afternoon, 19 laps into the Pepsi 300. David Donahue and Tim Fidoa involved on the back straightaway. From Nashville Super Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back at Nashville Super Speedway under the caution flag for the second time this afternoon. Let's go back out to Mike Bagley. Well, uh, Joe, David Donahue made contact with another car off turn two. It shoved him up into the outside wall. He then spun across traffic onto the backstretch, collected Tim Fidua, and then the big slide was on. Fidua tried to correct, turning loops down the back straightaway, and David Donahue got stuck in the mud. Safety crews are on the scene now. A big rollback truck is backed into the uh, edge of the mud there, or actually the grass on the inside of the back straightaway where they're tending to the Donahue car now. Tim Fito has been on pit road. That car now down and away with some damage at the very least on the right rear corner, Joe, and I think that's where the initial contact was made. Fito, though, fairly fortunate to keep that car off the wall. Yeah, it swung around one way, then it went around the other way, and uh, keeping it off the wall allowed him to go back into the race. Let's see what the damage is on the car. Adam Alexander? Yeah, and unfortunately, Tim Fito off... Tim Fito also held the pits, hit with a penalty. His right side tires on the black line, that's a no-no by NASCAR, so they held him in the pits. No major damage. They changed four tires. He's back out on the speedway. So Tim Fito able to continue. He's uh, one driver who's had a ton of bad luck in the first part of this 2001 season. We've completed 21 laps of uh, today's running of the Pepsi 300. Jeff Green is the race leader. Let's run you back on the Napa leaderboard here. It's Jeff Green, Greg Biffle, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Jamie McMurray, and Scott Wimmer. That's your front five. Sixth is Jay Sauter. Seventh is Kevin Harvick. 
Eighth is Todd Bodine. Ninth is Ashton Lewis, Jr. And tenth is Chad Little. Running 11th is Jason Keller. Twelfth is Elton Sawyer. Thirteenth, Kenny Wallace. Fourteenth is Kevin Grubb. And fifteenth is Randy LaJoy. Sixteenth now is Bobby Hamilton, Sr. Seventeenth is Tony Raines. Eighteenth is Mike McLaughlin. Nineteenth is Kevin LePage. And twentieth is David Green. Twenty-first belongs to Mark Green. Mike Skinner rides twenty-second. Twenty-third is Andy Santer. Twenty-fourth to Frank Kimmel. Hank Parker, Jr. is 25th. 26th, Jeff Purvis. 27th is Rich Bickle. 28th, Clay Rogers. Jimmy Johnson rides at 29th. 30th is Marty Houston. Nap Auto Parts, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Still working on cleanup there on the back straightaway. Again, uh, the car of David Donnie, who rolled off the racing surface into the mud there. So it's taken a little bit of extra effort to get the car pulled out so we can get things uh, back under the green flag. A couple of drivers taking the opportunity here to come onto the pit road. Tim Fidewa back in once again. And as Adam Alexander told you, he was penalized one lap there on the pit lane for uh, pitting uh, too soon. Let's talk about what's coming up here on MRN Radio. Next week, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series is back in action along with these NASCAR Busch Series cars. We'll be at the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama for the NASCAR Busch Series 300 next Saturday and the Talladega 500 next Sunday. Our coverage begins with Bud Pole updates on Friday afternoon starting at 2 Eastern time. The NASCAR Busch Series 300 Saturday at 12.30 Eastern and the Talladega 500 next Sunday at 12.30 Eastern time. California Speedway is the next site for the NASCAR action coming up the following week. That is the weekend of April the 27th through the 29th. We begin our coverage with Bud Pole qualifying on uh, Friday afternoon. Coverage begins at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. The Auto Club 300 NASCAR Bush Series race on Saturday, April 28th. We start at 3 p.m. Eastern and the Napa Auto Parts 500 NASCAR Winston Cup race at the California Speedway on Sunday, April the 29th at 2 Eastern Time. Ticket offices open at these racetracks. So get your tickets and join us if you can. If not, as always, you can hear them here on MRN Radio field getting organized. He'll take at least one more lap behind the pace car as uh, Tim Fidua has been on pit road a couple of times as they continue to work on the right rear corner of that automobile. They also had the hood up last time in, so there may be more problems than were apparent on the Tim Fidua car. Tough break for some of these guys in the early going. Already out of the race is Shauna Robinson. She was involved in a crash with A.J. Frank in the very opening stages of the race. First lap, as a matter of fact, going off into turns uh, one and two, and now uh, David Donahue and Tim Fidua involved in Again, turn two, which has caused all the problem during practice this week, is also so far causing all the troubles early in the running of the race. No doubt. It has been the hot spot this weekend. Everybody knew it going in, but uh, so far it hasn't been able to keep people out of trouble. That's for sure. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back under the green flag here at Nashville Super Speedway. Jeff Green leads him off turn two down the back straightaway with Greg Biffle, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Jamie McMurray, and Scott Wimmer, the rest of the front five. And the front three pull off by about eight car lengths over the rest of the field. It's Green, Biffle, and Hamilton Jr. They open up an immediate margin, Joe. That front three had broken away before the caution flew. Jamie McMurray was trying to hang on to them with little success. And the same result immediately after the restart is McMurray already has fallen a good gap, 15 to 20 car lengths back of that top three. 
That's where traffic stacks up from fourth on back, led by McMurray, Scott Wimmer, Jay Sauter, Kevin Harvick, almost to tail there, single file off turn two. And Harvick's getting a little bit impatient now. He wants to move back to the front. The front three pull away, eight car lengths over the next four. Harvick is in seventh. Behind him is Todd Bodine in eighth. Here they come now, single file, working off turn four. Jeff Green showing the way. Right behind him, Greg Biffle just looking to the outside momentarily, snapping back in line. Further back, you've got the car of Jamie McMurray. A lot of heat behind him. You've got Scott Wimmer and Jay Sauter looking for a way to get by. Wimmer comes into turn one, digging hard to the bottom of the racetrack, while Kevin Harvick behind Jay Sauter slides up and loses a car length to Sauter on the backstretch. He looked to the outside, then back to the inside. Then he decided he'll fall in line, single file. It's a couple of car lengths from six to seven, Sauter to Harvick. Everybody holding single file. One driver a bit further back in the pack, struggling here, Joe Moore, as uh, Kenny Wallace slipped high coming off turn four. A couple of cars got underneath him, and his problems aren't over yet. Three more cars led by Mike McLaughlin to his inside as they head for turn number one. McLaughlin will grab the spot. The inside lane is left open. Here comes Kevin LePage. LePage will make the pass. Mike Skinner as well will go by, and Andy Santer is on the move to Wallace's inside. Wallace continues to be hung out to dry as uh, Santer looks to the inside, not able to make the move just in front of them. Mike Skinner sweeps around Kevin LePage. Closer to the front, Jason Keller completed a pass of Elton Sawyer. Move Keller now up to the 10th position. And behind them, Ashton Lewis Jr. falls back a little bit. Randy LaJoy trying to take advantage of a little slip by Ashton coming up off the corner. They will settle back in line, single file. Oh, and they make contact. Coming into turn two, LaJoy gets it to the back end of Lewis and spins it around. Lewis is into the wall with hard contact into the concrete in turn two. Caution waves once again here at lap number 29. Ashton Lewis Jr. up against the wall in turn two. Back to Mike Bagley. Contact was made, Joe. LaJoy came into turn one charging hard. He made contact with the back of Lewis's machine. Lewis's car looped around, made contact with the left side of the car. He remained up against the wall, but has coasted down the banking, refired, and driven away. So a tough break for young Ashton Lewis coming off uh, his best finish of the season last weekend at Texas, but he's got some heavy damage, smoke pouring from the back end of that Chevrolet as he heads for pit road. Had a good start today, started in the sixth position, was just in battling with Randy LaJoy for the 14th spot when they made contact going off into turn two. And that corner is living up to its reputation. Three cautions, all three at that end of the racetrack so far today. Uh, if you had to paint a bullseye out there and say <laughs> there's the place to, to focus your cameras or focus your eyes, that would be the spot. That's where all the action has been this weekend, and certainly today has been no different. A lot of damage on the left rear of Ashton Lewis's machine. Smoke pouring from the back of the car as obviously the tire is rubbing on the sheet metal, which was bent down when he made contact with the outside wall. And uh, he works his way around the track, coming back, no doubt, to pit road to get service on the car. Field now works under the caution flag, third one of the day, off turn number four, back to the start-finish line with Jeff Green showing the way. Just joining in, we've had two lead changes among three drivers so far this afternoon. Kevin Harvick started on the bud pole, only stayed there for six laps. On the uh, sixth lap, Bobby Hamilton Jr. came by, took the lead, Ten laps later, it was Jeff Green taking the top spot. Now, we told you that uh, early this afternoon there was a potential problem for Jeff Green's car. They thought the engine was missing. Jason Toy, I guess that's okay now? Yeah, just changing that ignition box inside the car was able to take care of everything, and they were able to keep the uh, car running up there at full power and get up towards the front. Okay, so the story, uh, things looking pretty good for Jeff Green right now as he shows the way at lap 31. 
Well, we want to take a moment and send along some congratulations to a member of our MRN radio family, producer Steve Yusina, getting married to Leora Plummer uh, in Florida. Congratulations, Steve and Leora. Many happy returns. Certainly so. And get well wishes to uh, Jim Phillips, who was a little under the weather this weekend. We should have been with us, but uh, instead is. Well, he called in sick. He's probably fishing. But uh, anyway, <laughs> hope, uh, hope, Chop, you're doing a whole lot better. I'm sure he's legitimately ill. Sure. <laughs> Under the caution flag for the third, third time here this afternoon at the brand spanking new Nashville Super Speedway. The drivers were all bragging about this place all week. They said, you know, when you're going to build a racetrack, this is the kind of racetrack to build. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in our coverage here today. But uh, it is a sparkling brand-new facility, again, with a lot of potential for the future. This just the very first weekend of racing here at Nashville Super Speedway. 31 laps in, under caution for the third time. 33 laps complete of the 225 that will make up the Pepsi 300 this afternoon at Nashville Super Speedway. Pace car set to come back in in turn number three. The leaders continue to be Jeff Green, Greg Biffle, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Jamie McMurray, and Scott Wimmer. Tim Fedewa pulls up to the inside lane. He is the only car that will elect to do so as the lap down line is fairly short right now. Pace car coming in. They head down for the green flag. 37 cars still on the lead lap as we get back underway here at lap number 34. Jeff Green comes up to speed, brings him across the line, gets a good jump over Greg Biffle by two, maybe three car lengths as they sail off to turn one. Green will get by the lap car of Tim Fedewa. Fedewa will race Greg Biffle hard into turn two. Biffle slides up the racetrack. Here comes Bobby Hamilton Jr. for second off turn two. And they're door-to-door down the back straightaway behind the lap car of Tim Fedewa. Hamilton on the inside, Biffle on the outside. Hamilton not able to complete the pass. Now he does in turn three. But once again, Jamie McMurray unable to stay close enough to that battle to find the hole to the inside of Greg Biffle. Biffle slams the door. He'll hold on to fourth. Here comes Bobby Hamilton Jr. on the attack. He'll go to the inside of the lap car of Tim Fedewa. He will set sail after he clears the Fedewa car to try to catch the race leader, Jeff Green, who's pulled away by about 10 lengths off onto the back straightaway. And Green stretches it out down the back straightaway. Hamilton Jr. trying to reel him in. Biffle now manages to get his way around Tim Fedewa. Now Scott Wimmer sets his sights on the left car. Scott Wimmer works down to the inside, gets by the uh, Jay Sauter car just behind them. Kevin Harvick trying to come back to the front. He peeks to the inside of Jamie McMurray momentarily. Can't make it stick. He'll fall back in line, single file. They're in turn one. That would be the battle for the sixth position for now. They will fall in single file as McMurray will hold on to sixth. Harvick in seventh. Todd will nine in eighth. And now Jason Keller up to ninth. And Keller comes down the back straightaway, trying to stalk Todd Bonine, not able to make the pass. He'll fall in line, single file. Chad Little, Elton Sawyer, and Kevin Grubb follow. Jason Keller beginning to pour on the coal since that last restart, Joe Moore. He's picked up a couple of spots, and he's looking for more now in the front straightaway. He'll dive to the inside, and he will take the spot away from Todd Bodine. And the hole is open on the inside. Bodine going backward in one. Keller will grab eighth. Here's Chad Little. He gets ninth. Contact now as Bodine will hang on to his guard. Now slide wide off turn two. Elton Sawyer gets into Bodine. And Bodine will slide off the corner. Does not make contact with the wall. But he'll slide down into the grass off turn two. And the caution flag will wave because of Todd Bodine's spin over in turn two. Mike Bagley, it was one of those moves where it looked like he almost had it saved. Then it went the other way. Yeah, he almost did. Sawyer came into the the corner barely just nudged Bodine. The car kicked loose in the back end. He chased it and it chased it and chased it. Looked like he had it saved and then it snapped around on him and a good heads up piece of driving to about three quarters of the field. They were bearing down on him as Bodine was sitting crossways with the racetrack. He spun down to the inside. Everyone else got through okay and Todd has since refired the car and driven off. 
situation there where Todd Bodine got shuffled a little bit wide in the corner. The field formed up to the inside of him. Todd had a choice. Try and slam the door on Elton Sawyer and save the spot or go back five or six positions. A little bit of contact in turn two is all it takes. Once again, turn two strikes. Four cautions, four incidents in turn two this afternoon. Scott Wemmer talked about the difficulty of that part of the racetrack. You're real good going in and you get down towards middle and uh, all of a sudden Carl just break loose. Uh, you kind of ca- got to get the car pointed straight going through it instead of uh, be turning and, and on the gas there. Uh, otherwise, you make it real loose. But um, our Danikin Pontiac wasn't too bad. We've been working on that area, trying to make it better through there. And it's getting real good now. He is up to the fourth position. Matter of fact, Wimmer now peels off the banking in turn number four, heads down the pit lane. We'll cover that stop in a moment. First, let's hear from one of the drivers in the garage. David Donahue is back there. Nick Bobel is with him. Well, David Donahue, kind of early to be back in the garage area, not a place you want to be. What happened out there? Um, it's plain and simple. That uh, Tim Federer just got in the back of me coming off a of two. I tell you, it's the slickest part of the racetrack, and he was uh, under total control of his car, and he just he just got into the back of me and spun me, and there's no space there to do that, especially with all the cars behind us. Uh, I think it's really an unprofessional move for him. I know I'm a rookie to the series and all, but... You know, no one could save that sort of a deal, and it's inexcusable in my mind. These guys, the Team Marines, have done a hell of a job getting this thing together, and uh, hopefully we'll get back out there. We'll never give up, but uh, really disappointed. That's David Donahue. Cover a couple of stops on pit road. First to Jason Toy. Down here in this end of pit road, Elton Sawyer coming in with a four-tire stop. They've removed the spring rubber on the right rear. So a little bit of delay on the pit stop here for Elton Sawyer. Also in Scott Wimmer. Four tires, full tank of fuel. Todd Bodine in as well. Changed his tires after the spin in the back stretch. Also, Ashton Lewis is back here. Ashton, what happened to you out there? I think Randy just got in the back of us going to the corner. We were pretty good at starter race, and after that uh, restart, we got a little bit tight and allowed a couple of cars to get by us and you know, we're just trying to bide our time, wait for the first pit stop so we can adjust on it. I guess Randy's just a little bit too impatient, got in the back, goes, turn us around and end our day. The uh, the guys, I mean, we did a super job in qualifying. The guys prepared a great car and we just had a problem finish it. Uh, things like this have been happening to us all year long. We got a lot of potential, and uh, we're going to finish these races for too much longer. Only three in down on this end of pit road again. Todd Bonine, Elton Sawyer, also Scott Wimmer, and an early afternoon for Ashton Lewis. One more lap to go until the green. Marty Houston in a moment ago. The hood was up on the channel lock Chevrolet. Let's go down to Alan, a- Adam Alexander. Marty Houston having some problems getting off the corner. He said he feels like he's losing power. We talked to crew chief Bob Temple. He said he thinks it's a valve spring. It could be just a matter of time before they lose the motor here this afternoon. So that's the story on uh, Marty Houston's car. Down along the pit lane, he made a couple of stops and now is pulled back out of the racetrack as we're about a half lap from getting back under the green flag. It is Jeff Green, the race leader. He has held the top spot since lap 16, and we are now approaching lap 41. Bobby Hamilton Jr. runs second. Greg Biffle is third. Jay Sauter fourth. And Jamie McMurray runs fifth. Sixth is Kevin Harvick, the pole sitter today. Jason Keller runs seventh. Chad Little is eighth. Randy LaJoy ninth. And tenth is Kevin Grubb. Taking you further back in the running order, Tony Range runs 11th. Mike McLaughlin, 12th. Mike Skinner, 13th. 14th is Kevin LePage. 15th now is Frank Kimmel. Field is set. Pace car ready to come in in turn number four once again. The Tim Fedua car, the only car down low in the lap line. Everybody else remains on the lead circuit. Field is set. Pace car coming in as down to the stripe. Jeff Green will lead them to the green flag. A good jump by Green. They take the green and he is on his pony and headed for turn number one. Bobby Hamilton Jr., the second place car, is going to have to deal with the lap machine of Fedua. He's going to have to get around the Fedua car and do it quick before Green scampers away. Fedua slides up the racetrack. Here comes Hamilton 
Jr. on the move down low. As the last time, Fedewa separates the leader from the second place, Bobby Allen Jr., but he disposes of him quicker this time. He gets around him, as does Greg Biffle. Here comes Jay Sauter as well. Yeah, Fedewa slides over, lets them all storm by because they are intent on doing that, to slamming it down to the inside of the racetrack. Now the next pack of traffic approaches the Tim Fedewa car. Jamie McMurray and Kevin Harvick work down to the inside of him and blow by him going to turn one. All three of those cars with Jason Keller tossed in will clear the lap traffic. Now here's a challenge as Harvick is under attack. Jason Keller opens up the inside lane. A couple of blue cars. One's a Ford, one's a Chevrolet. Down to the inside is Keller. He'll sweep around the pole center, Kevin Harvick. And here comes Fito with a lap car. Jason Keller, a man on the move right now. He started 12th. He is up to 6th. And he sets his sights now on the 5th place automobile of Jamie McMurray. He's still about a half a second behind McMurray, but closing the gap as they hit turn 1. Yeah, he is closing the gap big time. Coming into the corner, he will saw that disadvantage down to about two car lengths as Keller is in hot pursuit on third move. And he'll continue to pull away from Kevin Harvick and continue to pull closer to the car of Jamie McMurray. Meanwhile, up front, your leader, Jeff Green, by five car lengths. Yeah, Jeff Green is beginning to pull away somewhat here as they come back off turn four, back to the start-finish line. Let's check the separation from him back to the second-place car of Bobby Hamilton, Jr. It is six-tenths of a second from first to second. Some good racing further back in the pack. Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Purvis have had a great battle going on for the last several laps. Back, uh, I guess, about five laps ago, they made contact coming off turn four. Now off turn two, they're approaching the Tim Fidawa car. They're battling for the 21st position. Let's pick that up on the back straightaway. Here they come down the back straightaway, working their way into turn number three. Purvis now will sweep to the inside of Fidawa and bring Jimmy Johnson with him. Tim Fidawa with a handful of race car right now, just backing out of the throttle, letting everybody by. When you've got a crippled race car, Joe, the last thing you want is somebody behind you that doesn't want to be there. We've got to change in the top five, and once again, it's Jason Keller on the move in turn two. Opens the inside lane. He will get by Jamie McMurray off onto the back stretch. And, Mike, he did so with ease. Now he sets his sights on Jay Sauter, the fourth-place car. It's Green, Hamilton Jr., Biffle, Sauter, and Keller. Change for the ninth position. Randy LaJoy on the move. He dives to the inside of Kevin Grubb. Picks up that position. Flashing back closer to the front. Here's a uh, Kevin Harvick car trying to make a, a move. He works to the inside of Jamie McMurray. Let's follow that battle to turn one. That's the race for the sixth position coming to the corner. McMurray has the sixth spot. He'll hang on to it now, but meanwhile, Greg Biffle is going for second off turn two. And Biffle now dives the forward down to the inside of the Chevrolet of Hamilton Jr. He'll make the move, but Biffle in second. Hamilton Jr.'s in third. Here comes Jay Sauter. Jeff Green leads the way off turn number four. Biffle now rides in the second spot. Third belongs to Bobby Hamilton Jr., then Sauter and Kelly. 47 laps complete at Welcome back to Nashville Super Speedway. Jeff Green continues to show the way as we work lap number 52. His lead just over half a second over Greg Biffle. Jay Sauter, Jason Keller, Bobby Hamilton Jr., the top five. Jason Keller, the fast mover in the early stages of the race today. He started back in the 12th position and has worked his way up to the fourth spot. And Mike Bagley, he continues to pour on the steam. Yeah, he's stalking Jay Sauter now for the third spot. He's on the back bumper. And he's got Bobby Hamilton Jr. behind him off turn two. And he's got him set up this time, but he'll decide to stay in single file traffic, so it's Sauter, Keller, Hamilton Jr., and Harvick in turn three. Everybody remains single file this time, no doubt about it here in the early going. Jason Keller has been the man on the move. He started in the number 12 position. He's up now to fourth. Jason Toy is down in the Albertsons Ford pit. They've got to like what they're seeing right now, Jason. Yeah, Steve Addington, the crew chief down here. You guys started 12th. You moved up to third and fourth. What's he saying about the car? Out of Albertsons Ford right now. It's a little bit tight. 
going to free it up on his first stop. He said it's pretty good, but get behind somebody, it's a little tight. These guys you would think would be very happy with smiles and everything, but they're still very businesslike down here and trying to figure out a way to make that car even better for Jason Keller. Change for the fifth position. Kevin Harvick caught the car of Bobby Hamilton Jr., passed him, and moved a little bit closer to the front. Harvick started on the bud pole here this afternoon, but only led the first five laps. So he's trying to chase down the front runner. And the guy who's having the best luck of that is a man who's in second. Greg Biffle starting to close in in turn three. And he pulls within a couple of car lengths of Jeff Green as those two Fords are off at turn four. The advantage for Green was just three-tenths of a second last time down. They come off turn four, flash down to the start-finish line, and this time, again, just about three-tenths. But Biffle staying tight, keeping it close in turn one. Because race leader Jeff Green has to tiptoe around lap traffic. They've already passed Stan Partis. Now they pass Mike Harmon to put him a lap down on the back stretch. Now Biffle makes the move to the outside. He'll sweep around the outside easily. Jeff Green just seems content to fall in line second behind Biffle. It'll be coming up on lap 56 as they come back to the line. And Greg Biffle becomes the fourth different leader of the race here this afternoon as he went by Seemingly with ease, Jeff Green's machine. They still have quite a gap now between them and the third-place battle that is led by Jay Sauter as they head to turn one. And that is a three-car battle, nose to tail. Sauter leads Jason Keller and Kevin Harvick. The Sauter, Keller, and Harvick cars will come up on the Dan Partis lap machine off turn two. Keller continuing to show some of the patience they said that they would need to be successful here today. All three of those machines sweep around the lap car of Dan Partis. Things really beginning to come together for young Jay Sauter. His best career finish, third at Texas last week. He's got Jody Messina's name on the hood and the rear quarter panels of that automobile. Of course, Jody Messina singing the national anthem here at Nashville today. Hopefully uh, a good luck charm for a team that can use a little good luck. Certainly so. They had a terrible ton of bad luck last season. Had some good runs. I remember at uh, Memphis, they had a very good run going. They were top five most of the day. A little 25-cent part broke on the car, took away their chances to win the race. They've had other similar situations this season, and today again up near the front of the field, looking good here at the early stages of today's race, running in the third position. Talked to him today about that, the fact that uh, things are starting to come together, and he says, you know, coming to, to new racetracks like this really means a lot to him, seeing places for the first time, getting a chance to, to try new things with their team and he says that helps to expand you know what they can do as far as his finish last week in the third position in texas he said that really pumped up their whole operation you know we've had good cars i feel like every race this year capable of top 10 finishes didn't quite get there but uh, put everything together in texas and I, that momentum helps the guys on the team their morale it helps the driver's morale and uh, we just got to keep building off of it and see what happens here change for the lead in turn one greg biffle pulled over let jeff green reassume the top spot will remain single file off turn two and it's a couple of car lengths this time up the back straight away it's green and biffle will measure the differential to third in seconds now it's four and a half seconds back to jay Sauter, jason keller and kevin harvick in third fourth and fifth leaders come off turn number four single file as once again Green back to the point this time has opened up a couple of car lengths over Biffle, but they definitely have broken away. The gap back to third place now, 4.3 seconds to Jay Sauter from the leader. Off turn two, here comes Jay Sauter. Kevin Harvick behind Jason Miller. 
testing the waters of the high lane, but it'll get back in line on the back stretch. And now they're nose to tail, single file down the back straightaway into turn three. Sauter, Keller, and Harvick continuing in that order. And about 15, 20 car lengths back to Bobby Hamilton, who's under attack in four. Yeah, there is Randy LaJoy on the move now, digging to the inside of the racetrack. He's been picking off spots here the last few laps, and LaJoy sweeps to the inside of the racetrack across the start-finish line and will pick off the spot from Bobby Hamilton Jr. as they race off into the corner. That's the seventh position now for Randy LaJoy. Here they come back to the corner. LaJoy pulling away from Hamilton. He'll gain about a car length on Hamilton Jr. off turn two. And he continues to pull away by several more car lengths further back up toward the front in third position. Those machines continue to work lap traffic off of four. Jay Sauter and Jason Keller. I'll add another name to that list of chargers, Jill. Randy LaJoy from 18th up to 6th now. He obviously has found a groove that works for him in that Kleenex car. Just uh, in the early stages of the race, hard to say if maybe the car wasn't set up correctly for his liking or if maybe he was just being patient. And, of course, a veteran driver like Randy LaJoy would know to do that and kind of take his time working through the field. Let's see if we can get a report on his progress from pit road. And, Joe, one of the things we're seeing, particularly with Randy, jo- Randy LaJoy and some of the other teams down here, they were waiting a while for those tires to come into play. A lot of these drivers were saying they were having better runs on scuffed tires, about 30, 40, and even 50-lap tires as the car continued to get better. That case in point for Randy LaJoy. His car continued to get better as the tires started to wear down. Well, it may well be a simple matter of getting some heat into these Goodyear Eagles because the hotter they are, the better they grip. And on this concrete track with not a lot of uh, rubber down in it, even at this juncture of the race, a little extra heat may well help the handle. And some of the veteran drivers were telling us this morning they thought maybe about halfway in the race we'd start to see an outside lane open up. We're closing in on that point now. Back at the Nashville Super Speedway, where Greg Biffle leads the Pepsi 300 this afternoon. Jeff Green rides along in the second spot. Just joining in, it was Kevin Harvick starting on the butt pole here this afternoon. He led the first five laps before Bobby Hamilton Jr. came by and took the lead. Then it was Jeff Green and Greg Biffle going back and forth. They've exchanged the lead four times among themselves. Most recently, Biffle took the top spot on lap 66. Cautions have waved four times this afternoon. All four of those incidents occurring in turn two. A.J. Frank involved, along with Shauna Robinson, on the first lap of the race today. Then David Donahue and Tim Fiedel got together off turn two. Ashton Lewis later making a little bit of contact with uh, the car of Randy LaJoy. Ashton got the short end of that deal. Oh, now trouble up in turns one and two. Hard contact with Mike Harmon. Hard into the outside wall. He'll ride the, the wall all the way around turns one and two and come to rest almost in front of me here at the exit of the corner. Caution flag waves as we were just talking about. It's this now the fifth time of the day. And again, turn two causes the action there as Mike Harmon hit the wall. And uh, Mike Bagley, it looks like he just kind of shot up out of the groove and went straight into the wall. Yeah, it looked like the car didn't even turn when he went to take the set coming into turn one. The car darted up from the inside lane straight on into the outside wall. Heavy contact with the concrete. He rode it all the way around to turn two. And he's come to rest right in front of me here, almost at the exit of the corner. He's dropped the window net. There was a momentary flash of some fire from under the hood. That has since been extinguished. It extinguished its own self. And right now, Mike is sitting in the car waiting for the safety crews to arrive on the scene as they do right now. Second wall banger of the weekend for Mike Harmon. He got a piece of the rock yesterday in practice, spun the car around, and impacted driver's side first. Now he's got the right side of that car, so uh, matching bookends for the 44 team. Kind of like the Darlington Stripe. Here they're picking up the Nashville Stripe today. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. 
The Pepsi 300 underway this afternoon at the brand-new Nashville Super Speedway this afternoon. And MRN Radio is here bringing you live coverage as we're working caution. And now pit stops. Here comes the field pouring down off the banking of turn number four. They had just said maybe 15 to 18 laps before green flag pit stops. And now because of this caution on what will be lap number 72, everybody comes pouring down the pit lane. Led by Kevin Harvick, Jeff Green, Jay Sauter, Jason Keller, Kevin Harvick all coming into the attention of their crews. Let's go down first to Jason Toy. Well, the first one to make it in is that of Jeff Green. That crew that goes to the right side. Further up down pit road, our leader, Greg Biffle, hits the mark with the Granger Ford team. Right side tires for him. Full tank of fuel. Everybody will get four tires all the way around on this end of pit road. Also in, Jason Keller. Also, we're looking down, Jamie McMurray in, Jay Sauter. Also, Chad Little. Jeff Green, the first to pull away on this end of pit road, along with Todd Bodine. Now down to Adam Alexander. Mike Skinner came in. He got four tires and gas. He said it was a little tight in traffic. He has made up 20 spots today, coming from 28 to 8 prior to this pit stop. Also in and making a pit stop, David Green, Jeff Purvis, and the Bruco Motorsports Chevrolet, number 37 of Kevin Grubb. Good pit stop for the Nestle Nesquik team as Jeff Green will come out of the pits in the lead. Not so good for Greg Biffle, Joe. He came in first. He comes back onto the racetrack fourth. A little hesitation there on pit road, and of course many times races are won and lost there on the pit lane, so a little bit of a hesitation on their stop, and that will cost them three positions. Here comes the rest of the cars on the pit lane, those that were a lap or more down, but again it will cycle back around with Jeff Green, again taking the top spot here at lap 73. So the pit stop's just about complete. Jeff Green back up to the point. Second spot now will belong to Jay Sauter. Kevin Harvick will ride in third. Biffle, as we mentioned, back to fourth. And Todd Bodine back in the picture. He's up to fifth after that round of pit stops. Cars having problems so far today. Shauna Robinson out of the race. Ashton Lewis is back in the garage area. Jeff Streeter is back there. David Donahue and now Mike Harmon cause of this most recent uh, caution flag when he tagged the wall over in turn number two. Uh, A.J. Frank, I don't believe I mentioned him. He was also involved in an early race crash. He, too, back behind the wall. And drivers having some problems. Marty Houston, they still have some troubles on that machine trying to keep him in the race today. And an engine problem, they say, uh, seems to be the problem. Joining us now in the booth, Dennis McGlynn, President and Chief Executive Officer of Dover Downs Entertainment Incorporated. Dennis, congratulations. Just a spectacular effort here at Nashville. Thanks, Dave. We really had a lot of help from a lot of people out here, and we're really glad to do it because there's just so many great fans here in Middle Tennessee and Wilson County. And as you know, there's a huge history of racing here from this neck of the woods. We've been racing over at the fairgrounds since 1904, so today I guess it's where the past meets the present here in Middle Tennessee. The, the tradition, of course, of Nashville, Tennessee being Music City, USA, with country music such a big part of what goes on here. And the combination of that and racing has always been such fun going to the Fairgrounds racetrack. And we've been downtown the last couple of nights up and down Broadway and Printer's Alley and stuff. And it's just it's, uh, it's sort of infectious there. Folks are very excited about your new facility here. You know, you're absolutely right, Joe, and, and, you know, we've had a lot of help from the Grand Ole Opry people, and and they can't give us enough support. They're bringing a lot of their talent out here to be in the fan walk so that they can access the fans, and uh, we've got several uh, country music stars walking around here today. It's sort of like uh, Hollywood in a country way. Certainly so. Of course, Dover Downs using the uh, concrete service as well. Is that the reason we decided to go with concrete here because of the way it's worked at Dover? 
You know, we've done a lot of study on that, and we really think that concrete is the way of the future. The, the product that you can get with asphalt today just doesn't hold up to the latest design for tires, and the tires wind up being tougher than the asphalt. And if you're going to have to replace it every seven years, why do it? And we think this concrete surface will last us 40 years or more. I think it is a challenge for the teams to adapt to, but once they do, I think by and large they're pretty happy with it. Sure, sure is pretty out there, I'll tell you. It makes for a great-looking racetrack. Barney Hall, our colleague uh, who's not with us this weekend, his idea was to make the racetrack out of rubber make the tires out of asphalt. That'd be a different way to do it. <laughs> Certainly would change the face of racing, no doubt about it. Dennis, you got 50,000 seats or so here today. Most every one of them sold. Ultimate goal, 150,000. How soon? As soon as NASCAR is ready to deliver a Winston Cup race. Ooh. But uh, we think a, a Bush Series race can be really successful as well. And we're going to grow this event, and we're going to grow our IRL event in July and the truck race event in August. And we've got Bob Harmon's big All-American 400 All-Pro race, uh, which will be uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So we're going to have what we uh, take what we have and, and grow it and uh, hope we can attract a Winston Cup event here someday. And you got short tracks and road courses and drag strips all coming. It's going to be quite a facility once you get it done. We're going to have something here for everybody, Joe. It's really a wonderful facility, and we're so happy that the people here in Middle Tennessee have welcomed us so much. Dennis, thanks a lot for dropping by. Congratulations on a great job here at Nashville. Thank you, guys. Dennis McGlenn from Dover Downs Entertainment here, the builders of the new Nashville Super Speedway. Back at the Nashville Super Speedway, getting ready to go back under the green flag as Jeff Green leads the pack back down to the line. Jay Sauter now runs in the second spot. First, they have to deal with the lapped car of Tim Fidewa. He's got the inside lane covered in turn one. He's trying to get a lap back. He slides up the racetrack, makes contact with Green, shoves Green up the racetrack. Here comes Jay Sauter to the lead. Green is stuck in the outside lane off turn two. The land rush down to the inside of Jeff Green as Jay Sauter leads it. Kevin Harvick second. Craig Biffle sweeps underneath. Green finally gets back in line four. Why Jeff Green with some anxious moments in turn number two as Fidua got up and into the inside of the leader, pushed him way high on the racetrack, allows Sauter to take the lead. Here's a battle now for second. Greg Biffle diving to the inside at the start-finish line. He'll take the runner-up position away from Kevin Harvick. Opens the inside lane, coming into turn one. Now Green again slides up off the bottom. Could have been some contact there with Todd Bodine in trouble further back. Dan Parta spins around. He loops his car in front of about half the field. No contact with the outside wall as everybody jams on the brakes here in turn two. In turn two. That's where it happens once again as three cars get involved over there. Let's go back to Mike Bagley. Looks like Dan Pardis got turned around. Looks like may have been some contact there from Todd Bodine. The car went into a lazy spin, Joe. He did a total 360. Didn't hit the outside wall. Didn't hit anyone else. Everyone behind him slammed on the brakes. He was able to keep it down, and they able to drive away there. As, uh, some tense moments, no doubt, off turn two. So the caution flag out for the sixth time here this afternoon because, once again, of an incident over in turn two. Uh, Greg Biffle has picked up the top spot now as the uh, pace car pulls onto the racetrack and uh, falls in line. Todd Bodine in the second position. Jay Sauter fell back to the eighth position in the field. A shuffle there near the front of the pack. He was leading last time across the start-finish line. But uh, they sorted out there on the back straight away as the cleanup now gets set to uh, begin their operations in turn two. Hard to say exactly what happened with Sauter, Joe. I think maybe the uh, spotter came on and said that the yellow flag was out. Sauter lifted. Nobody else did. And that drop kicked him back to about seventh or eighth position. From the lead all the way back to the seventh spot. Uh, actually, the eighth position for Jay Sauter gives us our eighth lead change now among five drivers here this afternoon with uh, Greg Biffle going back to the top of the heap here on lap 79. Well, the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series featuring nearly 100 of the nation's best short tracks has begun its 2001 campaign toward crowning a national champion. 
Drivers in 10 regions around the nation will compete for track and regional honors, as well as the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship, with more than $1 million in point fund awards available. For the name, address, and schedule of the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series track nearest you, contact NASCAR Public Relations, Daytona Beach, Florida, or visit NASCAR.com or America Online, keyword NASCAR. Uh, Jay Sauter has pulled down along the pit lane. There appears uh, that uh, possibly there was some contact with the right side of the car with the outside retaining wall. Let's go down and see if we get an update. Well, actually, what has happened is they shot something right through the lower left grill of the race car, and it went right towards the radiator and put a hole in the radiator. So now they're having to change the radiator now here on pit road, but a costly uh, luck here for Jay Sauter, which seemed to have his luck turn around this season, but now to have something small enough to knock out the smallest air duct on the left front of the race car, go right in the radiator and put a hole in the radiator for Jay Sauter. Hard to believe. Boy, you talked about lousy luck for that team. They had a one-week reprieve in Texas, but <laughs> it looks like it's back to form. Yeah, we're looking so good here this afternoon. Just took over the top spot just, uh, what, two, three laps ago, and now having problems having to change the radiator on the quality farm stores machine of Jay Sauter. Caution flag out again because of an incident that occurred on lap number 78 in turn number two. And it is the sixth time the yellow flag has waved so far today, just 80 laps in to the 225 that make up today's Pepsi 300. Things change pretty quickly here in Music City. A couple of laps ago, prior to the restart, Jeff Green was the leader, had a little problem with the lap car of Tim Fedua. And then after that, Joe, the corner following that, Green skated well up the racetrack and gave away a number of other positions. We have not seen him make any kind of move to come to pit road. He may have picked up some debris, some rubber on uh, those right side tires that caused him to skate up the track a second time. That was not a good sequence of green flag racing for Jeff Green. He got beaten banged by a couple different drivers and uh, of course the very beginning of that run uh, was messed up for him as uh, Tim Fito was trying to get back on the uh, tail end of the lead lap. Came up the racetrack, pushed Jeff up and allowed the other cars to close in and that's what uh, allowed Jay Sauter to go by and take over the top position. So an eventful start to the first run for the NASCAR Bush Series here at the Nashville Super Speedway. 81 laps in so far, and already eight lead changes among five drivers, and six caution flags have waved so far, all because of incidents in turn two. We may have to get Mike Bagley a little extra pay before this one's over. All the action is at that end of the speedway. Hasn't come as a major surprise. It's been there all weekend in practice and qualifying. When there have been problems, more often than not, it's been in turn two. Certainly, I think everybody was looking out for that. And Bobby Hamilton told me yesterday, he said, uh, Bobby Hamilton Sr., that is, he said, what we've learned to do is drive around the situation in turn two. And, of course, under racing conditions, you don't have that much more room to negotiate some of these turns. So you're kind of uh, where you are going into the corner at the mercy of the drivers you're racing around. Next week, NASCAR Winston Cup and Busch Series Racing, a big, big uh, double header at the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama. The NASCAR Busch Series 300 next Saturday at 1230 Eastern Time. And the Talladega 500 NASCAR Winston Cup race on Sunday at 1230 Eastern Time. MRN radio coverage begins with the Bud Pole qualifying. Our updates start at 2 Eastern Time on Friday afternoon. The week after that, we're at the California Speedway for the Napa Auto Parts 500 and the NASCAR Busch Series cars in the Auto Club 300. MRN radio coverage starts with Bud Pole qualifying at 5 Eastern Time on Friday, April 27th. The Auto Club 300, Saturday, April 28th. And the Napa Auto Parts 500 on Sunday, April the 29th. Call the ticket office, get your tickets, join us, and join us here on MRN. To Pit Road. Road. Let's check in with Harold Hawley real quick. Harold, first of all, what's your driver saying? What happened out there? Well, the 66 got a little bit antsy there. He can't really keep up. His car's off quite a bit, and I guess he was going to try to uh, jump out in front of us there in case of a quick caution. But 
that's the way things go. Uh, we got a real good race car. We'll recover from it just fine. So we'll be all right. That's Harold Hawley, the crew chief for Jeff Green. I wonder if the driver's as calm about it as his crew chief is. Probably not. <laughs> 32 cars still on the lead lap as we get ready to go back under the green flag at lap number 83. And the Pepsi 300 is Greg Biffle, the race leader. Kevin Harvick is second. Todd Bodine third. Elton Sawyer now up to fourth. Jason Keller rides in the fifth position. They come up to speed, crossing the start-finish line. Biffle shows the way. Harvick looking for a way to get by as they race to turn one. Those two will clear the lap car of Tim Fidewa. Now here's Todd Bodine. He will negotiate the lap traffic. He'll have success in doing so. So the front three are lap traffic three off turn two. And the front two pull away from by about ten car lengths over Todd Bodine. Elton Sawyer back in fourth. Here comes Jason Keller in fifth. Jason Keller with the crosshairs drawn right on the back bumper of the Elton Sawyer car. Sawyer, who's made a pretty decent comeback, was involved in one of those early caution periods, has fought his way back up to the number four spot, and he's right on the back bumper of Todd Bodine as they head for one. Here's Sawyer looking down to the inside as Bodine takes a wider arc into the corner. He'll slide up the racetrack while Sawyer keeps his car planted. Mike Skinner goes for a ride further back. His car slips up off the bottom, and he'll regroup off turn two. Coming down the back straightaway, Greg Biffle lost it on pit road, but he's pulled away by six car lengths over Harvick in turn three. Here they come now, back into the corner. Battle is going to shape up back for the fourth position as they race off turn number four. Sweeping down to the inside is Jason Keller. He grabs yet another position, this time going by Todd Bodine. Even further back, we told you Mike Skinner had slipped back in turn number two. He's starting to gather it back in now as he enters the corner. And will pressure Jeff Green coming into turn two. A car length will separate them as they funnel off onto the back straightaway. He looked down to the inside, now decides he'll fall back in line behind Jeff Green, a couple of car lengths. Randy LaJoy on the move behind him. Here comes Jimmy Johnson as well. Bit further to the front of the pack, a good battle shaping up now for the number five position. Todd Bodine, who's backslid a couple of spots, now has a rearview mirror full of young Scott Wimmer to turn one. Wimmer poured on the steam, coming back into the corner, digging down to the inside of the racetrack. Single file, though, race. Wimmer taking a lower line, trying to close it on Bodine, off two. And he'll continue to pull in. Meanwhile, back up front, Greg Biffle continues to pull away by, from Harvick by five car lengths. Miss four back to Elton Sawyer. Battling side by side for the eighth position, Mike Skinner works to the inside of Randy LaJoy. And Skinner will pick up that spot. Here is Scott Wimmer closer to the front. He makes a move by Todd Bodine to move Wimmer now up to the fourth position. We've completed 87 laps, and Greg Biffle leads the way in the Pepsi 300. It- Back at Nashville Super Speedway, working lap number 92. Greg Biffle continues to show the way. His lead now up to 1.4 seconds over Kevin Harvick in second. Third, Jason Keller. Elton Sawyer in fourth. Fifth, Scott Wimmer. Second five, Todd Bodine, Jeff Green, Randy LaJoy, Mike Skinner, and Jimmy Johnson. They continue to circulate under the green flag, and it's beginning to spread out a bit, uh, Dave, among the front uh, ten cars or so. We've had some very close packs of racing among the front ten in the first uh, 90 laps or so of this race, but now here at lap 90, coming off the line in 93. It's uh, spread out. There's two or three car lengths at least between everybody in the top ten. I think one of the gaps that is destined to shrink, though, is uh, the gap between second and third. Kevin Harvick 
has got Jason Keller in his rearview mirror, but the way Keller has been charging this afternoon, I think that gap is not going to last too long. Keller trying to close in as they hit turn number three. And Keller now chops it down. It's about five far lengths. Now it's another six back to Elton Sawyer in fourth as they're off turn four. Battle's going to be from the sixth position now. Todd Bodine who continues to fall back, and now there's trouble in turn four. One car up against the outside retaining wall. It appears to be Jeff Purvis. Spins it one way, back around the other. Oncoming traffic. Kevin LePage on the brakes. He gets on the brakes hard. Spins down to the inside of the track. There was a heavy pack of traffic coming right up on that scene. And luckily, everyone got by. But David began when Jeff Purvis lost control, entering turn four. Rear end of the car got away from him, coming into four. And as you said, Joe, he fought it for ever so long, but was never quite able to get caught up to the rear wheels of that MBNA car. Looped it around. Kevin LePage either locked up the brakes or may have gotten a little bit of help from behind from Tim Fito as everybody locked it up trying to get around the Purvis car. But uh, neither one of those machines made any contact. Both of them are back underway. I think that says something that kind of echoes uh, a point that Winston Kelly made a little earlier this afternoon. Winston, we're talking about the fact that when a guy like a, a Todd Bodine or, or in this most recent incident, a case uh, of Jeff Purvis uh, not being able to hold on to a race car, it really says something about the grip that is lacking on this new surface. Yeah, every time we come to a new facility, they just need to get some tire rubber into the, into the pavement or in this case the concrete so they can get some grip. And we've seen it several times with Tim Fetal coming down the back straightaway, Todd Bodine over in turn two in this recent situation with Jeff Purvis. Didn't see if there was any contact there, but he was kind of wiggling and wobbling after he barely popped off the turn four wall and not able to gather it back in, and that's very unusual for these guys. Same thing with Kevin LePage as he got just a little bit out of shape, and you'd normally see him gather it back in. So that just shows that the concrete's still a little bit slippery, but they'll continue to get tire wear and tire rubber into it, and the more times we come back here, we'll likely see less spins. Gives us seven cautions so far today, and uh, Dave, at least we finally got one away from turn two. Well, at least they've finally given the, the bag man a bit of a break out there. We hate to <laughs> overwork him this early in the day, but uh, turn two continues to be the hot spot, but that time around it was just per- Jeff Purvis getting a little bit wide, just clipping that outside wall and unable to save it. Very competitive race so far. We've seen eight lead changes among five drivers. Again, cautions have waved seven times so far here this afternoon. It is now Greg Biffle showing the way. He has led since lap number 80 as we approach lap 96 under the caution flag. Biffle followed by Kevin Harvick, Jason Keller, Elton Sawyer, and Scott Wimmer. Six through ten is Todd Bodine, Jeff Green, Randy LaJoy, Mike Skinner, and Jimmy Johnson. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend the Winston Cup or Bush Series event, visit the familiar MBNA Green Booth and mention MRN for a second free gift just for applying. Handful of lead lap cars on pit road. Kevin LePage, Jeff Purvis, obviously both of them involved in that spin. Nothing to lose by coming uh, in for service to take on some new tires. So they will uh, get their service down and away. One other car on pit road, Kevin Grubb, the Timberwolf Chevrolet, had the hood up on that machine. He had been uh, falling back the last several laps. I noticed uh, over in turn two, he just pulled up to the outside lane, let him fly on by. So obviously a problem that has been developing for some time on Kevin Grubb's car. Now he's shown in the 32nd position as we're under the caution flag at lap 96. Today's broadcast of the Pepsi 300 is brought to you by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. By 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. And by Smooth Bush Beer, an easy-drinking Bush Light. Bush, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series.
98 laps on the board as they get set for a restart this time. 225 laps to make up this afternoon's Pepsi 300 from Nashville Super Speedway. Leaders, Greg Biffle, Kevin Harvick, Jason Keller, Elton Sawyer, and Scott Wimmer, the top five as they get set for the restart. Coming off turn number four, double file restart with lap cars occupying the inside lane. You've got uh, Tim Fidewa pulling up down low on the inside, trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap as he has been all afternoon. And Marty Houston leading that pack down low. Here they come to the green flag now. Coming up to speed, Greg Biffle pulls away by two car lengths over Kevin Harvick and Jason Keller. The front three will clear the lap car of Marty Houston and Tim Fidewa and pull away. Now Elton Sawyer will use the outside lane to bypass Marty Houston as they fall in single file off turn two. Sawyer able to complete the pass around the lap traffic of Marty Houston. The front three pulled away by about six car lengths. It's Biffle, Harvick, and Keller in that order. Elton Sawyer now riding in fourth. He paddles hard, trying to catch up with that lead trio. Not far behind him, the fifth place automobile of Scott Wimmer. Right behind Wimmer, the double zero of Todd Bodine as they sort it out single file heading for turn one. Watching the race for the lead. Kevin Harvick tightens it up. He's about a half a car length off of Greg Biffle. Biffle's car slides up the racetrack. The inside lane is open for Harvick. They can peak off two. Now he'll charge down to the inside of Biffle. But oh, Biffle... trouble up in turn two. One car spins around. Clay Rogers, hard contact with the outside wall. Another car comes in. Jeff Streaker makes contact as well as two cars crash in turn two. Clay Rogers first broke loose going into turn number two, spun it around. Then here came the other car behind making contact. Let's check back in with Mike Bagley. A huge cloud of smoke is left after this most recent spin in turn two, Joe. A lot of debris as Clay Rogers' car broke loose coming into the corner. He had made contact with the outside wall. The car began to drift down the banking, and Jeff Streeter, who was on the apron, had nowhere to go. He clipped the front of Rogers' car. Streeter was able to continue on, but Rogers' car spun down to the grass. Safety crews are on the scene now as the window net comes down and Rogers is being attended to here on the grass in turn two. Clay Rogers working to the outside of another car. They made some slight contact, it appears, by benefit of the replay. That spun him around, got him up to the high side of the banking. He rolled back down, and then here comes Streeter, as Mike Bagley explained. No place to go. Collided hard over in turn number two, and the caution flag flies the eighth time today. For Clay Rogers, that's the second time this weekend he's had a problem in turn two. Indeed. I was just going to say, I'm not sure Clay Rogers will be all that unhappy to see Nashville in his rearview mirror later on tonight. He rode off one car in uh, qualifying or in practice earlier on this weekend. This is the second, only his third start of the uh, 2001 season. Of course, splitting the driving duties with Matt Kenseth. Kenseth will be back in the Visine Chevrolet next weekend in Talladega. Rough weekend for Clay Rogers. Yeah, Clay was talking to me the other day about how it's, it's tough, you know, just racing one weekend then sitting out for three or four weeks and coming back he said now it's going to be like three weeks before I get back in the car again then after that it's going to be every two or three weeks for the rest of the year I'll get a time to kind of establish myself I asked him how he got noticed by the likes of Matt Kenseth and, and Robbie Reiser I was pretty successful in the Winston Racing Series and we ran the Hooters Pro Cup Series last year and uh, I won a race there and the week after I, I won the race at Concord um, he gave me a call on Monday morning and asked if I'd like to come test his car for him and uh, me and a couple other guys went up and tested the car, and they liked what they saw, and we ended up uh, doing a deal with each other. So, you know, Rockingham went pretty good. We came home with 18th place finish, and we had a better car than that, but we had some problems in qualifying. But just looking to improve here, come home with a top 15 finish, and 
all the fenders on it, we'll, we'll be happy. Well, he won't get a top 15 finish, and he won't have all the fenders on it because uh, Clay Rogers caught up in this most recent crash over in turn two. Jay Sauter was leading here this afternoon, but now he's in the garage. Nick Bobles with him. Well, after taking the lead, Jay, what put you out? <laughs> that looks like a chunk of debris from that wreck previous to that final caution there caught us. Uh, I tell you what, my hat's off to the team here today. Everybody from the Quality Farm Store, Chevy, worked hard. They've given us good cars. Uh, got to run up front in the top five all day. Better things are coming. We just got to grin and bear it and get on to Talladega. Well, he's had a lot of good runs here this year, but today he won't have the finish to show for it. Eventually, the luck will change for good for Jay Sauter, and when it does, he'll win himself a couple of races. Hopefully so. At the conclusion of today's race, Gatorade presents the Gatorade Front Runner Award of $2,000 to the eligible driver who leads the most laps in the event. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of NASCAR. There was a lot of news taking place this past week in the world of the NASCAR Bush Series. Bob Campbell retired at PPC Racing. That is the home of Jeff Green's Nesquik Ford and Jason Keller's Albertson's Ford. Team manager Keith Barnwell becomes an owner, along with Greg Pollock and John Bender. Richard Childress Racing released Mike Dillon as their driver of the Rockwell Automation Chevy. Mike Skinner driving here today and will continue to run in the com combination races with uh, Winston Cup Series events. Another driver will be named for that car for the Bush standalone races. Team Renzi released Chad Chaffin. They moved uh, David Donahue into the Team Marine Chevrolet. Donahue was driving a NASCAR Craftsman truck entry for Team Renzi. And Herzog Motorsports released Toby Porter as their ASA driver. Porter was scheduled to take over the Excedrin Chevy next year when current driver Jimmy Johnson moves over to Winston Cup with Hendrick Motorsports. So it's been a busy week for the NASCAR Bush Series teams. Under this latest caution period, the Kevin LePage car has been on pit road for an extended period. They have the hood up on the State Fair brand Corndogs Ford. They've got him buttoned up and back underway. LePage had uh, gotten up there and threatened to break into the top ten at one, one juncture, but that spin during the last caution period has set him toward the back of the pack, and now apparently some problems under the hood. Probably did some damage to the car when he tried to avoid uh, Jeff Purvis's spin coming off turn four. So Kevin LePage's day has uh, soured somewhat here today. Well, cleanup continues over in turn number two. Uh, Mike Bagley looks like they've got the car moved out of the way. What's going on now? Yeah, well, uh, there's an army of push brooms and shovels that are uh, working their way around the apron of turn two now a lot of debris flew off the car and when the car slid across the uh the dirt and and, and mud and clay it's also slid onto the pit exit lane and it left a lot of mud and stones there and right now the crews have been shoveling that off they've got the push brooms going and right now they're almost buttoned that up the car has been uh, loaded up that's uh, on its way back to the garage cliff uh climbed from the car climbed into the ambulance and he's on his way to the infield care center so the quick, dry crew hard at work in turn number two yet again here this afternoon. 104 laps complete, 225 make up the Pepsi 300. Back at the Nashville Super Speedway with 119 laps to go in the Pepsi 300 here this afternoon. A very competitive race, a very action-filled race. Eight lead changes among five drivers so far. Most of those drivers have been Jeff Green and Greg Biffle. They've exchanged the lead between themselves five times. Other leaders include pole sitter Kevin Harvick, also Bobby Hamilton Jr. led for about 10 laps, and uh, Jay Sauter led for a while before he wound up back in the garage with problems uh, that occurred, uh, matter of fact, while he was leading the race. It's Greg Biffle showing the way now. Kevin Harvick is second, Jason Keller third, Elton Sawyer fourth, and Scott Wimmer is fifth. Taking you further down on the Napa leaderboard, the sixth position is Todd Bodine, Jeff Green is seventh, eighth is Randy LaJoy, ninth is Mike Skinner, and tenth is Jimmy Johnson. Jamie McMurray runs 11th, 12th is Mike McLaughlin, 13th is Chad Little, 14th is Bobby Hamilton Sr., and 15th is Shane Hall. 
David Green runs 16th. Tim Sauter is 17th. Andy Santer 18th. Bobby Hamilton Jr. is 19th. And Hank Parker now runs in 20th. 21st is Kenny Wallace. Mark Green rides 22nd. 23rd to Rich Bickle. Larry Foyt is 24th. 25th is Tony Raines. Kevin Grubb, 26th. 27th, Stedman Marlin. Jeff Purvis is 28th. 29th, Brad Baker. Frank Kimmel is 30th. 31st belongs to Kevin LePage. Marty Houston, 32nd. 33rd to Dan Partis. Mark Day, 34th. Tim Fidua in 35th. Some cars out of the race. Clay Rogers being scored 36th. 37th, Jay Sauter. Mike Harmon, 38th. 39th, Jeff Streeter. David Donahue back on the track. A number of laps down. Riding in 40th, 41st, A.J. Frank. 42nd, Ashton Lewis, Jr. And 43rd, Shauna Robinson. The Napa leaderboard brought to you by Napa Auto Parts, where NASCAR fans get their parts. About a half a lap for going back to the green flag. It is Greg Biffle showing the way. Let's go quickly to Jason Toy. Well, let's check with Randy Goss, the crew chief here for Greg Biffle. calling the shots on top of the war wagon this afternoon. Randy, as you guys get ready to get back under the green flag of racing here as he calculates a little bit, your, guy, your uh, driver's been able to stay out there all, all afternoon. Can he hold off that two car? Well, I don't know. There's about five really good cars here. We're trying to make the right adjustments and make the right moves to stay in the front today, but there's a bunch of, it's really competitive, but uh, Biffle's best, he's, he's in the best spot where he likes to be, is that's in the lead. That's Randy Goss, the crew chief for Greg Biffle. Green flag is out, and here comes Greg Biffle back to the line, pulling away from Kevin Harvick by a couple of car lengths with Jason Keller following into turn one. Single file, they'll come back to the corner, clearing the lap car, the front four wheel as Elton Sawyer bypasses Marty Houston. About a car length separate the top four as they work off turn two. Up to full song, down the back straightaway again. Greg Biffle, Kevin Harvick is about three car lengths back to Jason Keller. Five back to Elton Sawyer in fourth. Fifth spot belongs to Scott Wimmer as he breaks out around the lap car of Marty Houston. Right behind him is Todd Bodine. And then in hot pursuit of Bodine is Jeff Green. Let's go down to pit road. And we talked earlier with Terry Shirley, the crew chief of the number 37 Timberwolves Chevrolet. He said they were having front end problems. They think they've got it fixed. It was the chain on the sway bar. Kevin Grubb back out on the speedway, still on the lead lap. Kevin's running back in the 25th position now. Battle for second spot heads to turn three. And Harvick chops off Jason Keller, who was on the move. It remains Biffle, Harvick, and Keller out of turn four. Jason Keller hot to trot once again, takes it down to the inside, sneaks a peek to the low line, but Harvick will slide down in front of him. Chevrolet and Ford battling for the number two position. It's Harvick and Keller to one. Keller in that gas, coming into the corner. He dove hard, but Harvick blocked it by the the time they get to turn two, Harvick slides up. Here comes Keller on the move down low. And Kevin Har- and uh, Keller trots hard down to the inside of Kevin Harvick. He'll move to the inside. They're door to door in turn three. Keller on the inside. Harvick battles back on the outside. Keller really has it turned up now. Coming off turn four, gets squeezed down to the inside. Will pick off the second spot. Harvick tries to retaliate. Here comes Kevin Harvick pulling back alongside the race for second in turn one. Double wide. They'll come into the corner, but they won't be that way by the time they get to turn two. Give Keller second. Harvick bobbles. The inside lane is opened up for Elton Sawyer. With those two guys, Keller and Harvick battling, that enabled Elton Sawyer to close in. Now he's down to the inside of Harvick. Harvick slips up high. Sawyer to the inside. Harvick falls in line and fourth. Elton Sawyer to number three position. Harvick now back to fourth. 
fifth is Scott Wimmer, and here comes Jeff Green. He is on the attack once again. He has moved underneath Todd Bodai to take over the number six position as they hit turn one. Green is on the charge. He's pulled away from Bodai. Now he leaves Bodai to fight with Randy LaJoy. LaJoy closes in on the back bumper. LaJoy is trying to find a way around off the corner. A couple of blue machines down the back straightaway. LaJoy sweeps to the outside. He'll make the move around the machine of Todd Bodai as they hit into turn three. LaJoy may well be a player in this race before it's over. Remember, he started back in the 18th position. He's now picked up the seventh spot, and he is pouring on the steam here as we get into the second half of this race. Lead battle now heads over into the corner. Not really much of a battle for the top spot. It's Greg Biffle there. Several car links back to second place Jason Keller, then Elton Sawyer, and Kevin Harvick in the fourth position. He's about three car links off the rear deck of Sawyer, headed to three. And behind Harvick in the fifth position is Scott Wimmer. Sixth on the move is Jeff Green. Randy LaJoy is seventh. Todd Bodine is eighth. Lead last time by for Greg Biffle over eight-tenths of a second. It doesn't look like it shrunk much, less than a tenth now. It's seven, uh, 0.78 seconds, the advantage for Biffle as he hits turn two. Single file coming to the corner, watching Jeff Green starting to make some moves in the sixth spot. was about five car lengths behind Scott Wimmer. Now he tops it down to about two on the back stretch. In the front, eight or ten remain single file. Green to within a couple of car lengths, as Mike said, of Scott Wimmer. Now it's down. He's on the rear deck of Wimmer off of turn four. Green trying to squeeze to the inside of the racetrack and hoping the inside lane will open up and present an opportunity, but Scott Wimmer just hooked up too well at this stage of the race. They'll settle back in line. Further back, a good race for the 12th position, 12th and 13th as a matter of fact. That is Mike McLaughlin, Chad Little, and Bobby Hamilton Sr. Chad Little comes back into the corner. His car slides up off the inside lane. Here comes Bobby Hamilton to his inside, off two. And the orange machine of Hamilton Sr. down to the inside of Chad Little as they storm into turn number three. Hamilton Sr. takes the position into three. Little falls in line. Bobby Hamilton Sr. running a very methodical race here so far, just picking off the spots where he can get them. Still a long way to go in this race, and Hamilton now beginning to make some noise at the front of the pack. Here they come off the end of the front straight away. Bobby Hamilton, once he's cleared, Chad Little starting to close in on Mike McLaughlin. Speaking of McLaughlin, he's starting to make some hay, too. He's closing in on Jamie McMurray off the corner. And that's the battle back for about the 10th position into turn three. It's McMurray, a couple of car lengths back to the machine of McLaughlin, and Hamilton Sr. on the charge again. Hamilton Sr. tries to pick up some ground coming into the corner. He's got it hooked up really well down on the inside of the racetrack. He'll hold his position at about five, maybe seven car lengths before he catches Mike McLaughlin. We've talked a lot today about Scott Wimmer. Good qualifying run and really pretty good run here in the race up until now that Jeff Green has caught him. Let's follow that battle as they go to turn three. This is for fourth. And it's the yellow Ford looks down to the inside of the black Pontiac of Wimmer. He can't make the pass this time. Wimmer, Wimmer. has the sponsor, Jana King, on the car. They uh, signed on for a kind of a partial schedule for like five or six races. Texas was supposed to have been the last race, but according to the folks at Bill Davis Racing, they've signed on to stay with the team. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, they're going to go for a full year with us. Uh, we're really excited. Everybody at Bill Davis is excited they're back, and uh, you know we're going to try to get them a good run here in Nashville and move on to Talladega. Scott Wimmer doing very good for Bill Davis Racing and for sponsor Jana King right now running in the fourth position. Welcome back to Nashville Super Speedway where Greg Biffle holds a 1.2 second lead over Jason Keller. Elton Sawyer rides in third, Kevin Harvick and Scott Wimmer the top five. Our last caution flag came out on lap 101 when Clay Rogers hit the wall hard over in turn number two. Let's get a report on his condition down in the garage area. Nick Bubble? Well, Clay Rogers has just walked from the infield care center. Clay, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. What happened out there? 
Uh, I believe the 95 car, he got up on the inside of us on that restart, and uh, we pulled him back down the front straightaway trying to clear him and went down in the corner here, and I guess he got in too deep, or, or I'm not really sure what happened down there, but we ran out of room. We got the, the door smashed into the door bars on the left side and got turned around. I mean, it was backwards before I even knew what was going on. And it's just uh, just a tough deal. I hate it for these Visine guys. They work really hard every week, and uh, they pulled themselves back up to fourth and owner points. And, and I just uh, I hate this is going to hurt them a lot. So uh, just looking forward to getting to Loudon and running again. That's Clay Rogers done for the afternoon at Nashville. Joe, I think that sums up the crash situation here at Nashville as well as anything we've heard all weekend. It was over before I knew it had begun. Yeah, most of the drivers say that uh, once it slips, there's a little bit of this pretty much green surface. And that doesn't mean green as far as color. It's absolutely white, but it's green because it has not had any laps run on it and therefore is not cured that well. And hard for some of the teams to, to, to get their cars to grip especially if you get up out of the running groove right on the bottom of the racetrack. Getting into the second half of the race, I'm looking to see if we're going to see that outside lane open up a little bit. I'm seeing a few drivers go up there a little bit. Mike Bagley, are you noticing any changes down in front of you in turns one and two? Yeah, Joe, the cars are starting to slide around just a little bit. We're seeing the cars work in the, uh, the outside lane, watching cars like David Green and also Mark Green and also uh, Rich Bickle slide up the racetrack, and it looks like from my position here in turn two, these drivers are on the edge, even on the inside lane, and once the car begins to skate up, they have no choice but to chase it up the racetrack, and in the process, starting to work in maybe a lane and a half, maybe two lanes up off the inside groove. Winston Kelly, same story at your end of the house? Yeah, they're starting to see a couple of the drivers, maybe three or four of them, make their way up into a second groove on the outside of the track. Some of them can hold on to them, like David Green that Mike mentioned, and some of them, they start to go back. Kenny Wallace is one of those who got hung out to the outside and got bypassed by several cars like Tony Raines, even the lap car of Tim Fiedewa and David Green. Now, coming through three and four this time, Kenny Wallace again on the high side as Frank Kimmel and Rich Bickle able to work their way underneath him. So some of the guys can make it work in, in the higher lane, but some of them still struggling a little bit with the second groove. Some of those have uh, tried to make it work in the outside lane, and the results were tragic, like uh, Jeff Purvis. When he stepped up there, his car broke loose, spun around, and, of course, in the uh, ensuing attempt to save the car, Kevin LePage also hit the binders and caused one of our cautions back uh, on lap 94. Cautions have waved eight times here this afternoon. We expected a lot of caution flags on a brand new racetrack like this. Most of the uh, problems have been over in turn two. Only one incident happened uh, coming off turn four. Everything else was between turns one and two. The competitive of, uh, competitiveness of the race has been there. We've had eight lead changes among five drivers so far today. Kevin Harvick on the bud pole for the event, leading the first five laps before Bobby Hamilton Jr. came by. He uh, took over the top spot on lap six, held the lead for ten laps. And uh, David, since that time, he's fallen back a good ways. Uh, Bobby's fell on back to the 15th spot now. And he certainly does not have the race car that he had early on. He was among one of the fastest two or three cars on the racetrack. Let's go down to pit road and see if we can find out why. Well, Todd Bodine has obviously been sliding just a bit. Running eighth, that's where he started. But, you know, the big thing about Todd Bodine is tires. They pitted at lap 38, took on four tires and haven't pitted since. Crew Chief Gary Coswell, you got to have a caution soon to get new tires, I would have to believe. Yeah, but, you know, right now our lap times are holding up real good. It's a great tire that Goodyear brought here. We've run on this tire a couple other tracks. Um, everybody's got to pit about the same time for fuel, I'd say, around lap 150. And 
That's not that far away, and it looks like our tires are going to hold up fine. Will you make other adjustments when you come in? Yeah, we really just need one more small adjustment. We're, uh, we're pretty good. We need one more adjustment. We'll be fine. Todd Bodine started eighth. He's running eighth, but the tires are wearing thin here at Nashville. He's going to need to come in very soon and uh, put on some fresh tires on that machine. But we're talking about Bobby Hamilton, Jr. He's riding right behind his dad, Bobby Sr. They are in positions 14 and 15 with uh, Sr., in front of Junior. Greg Biffle is the race leader right now. Currently, uh, 32 cars are still on the lead lap. Number of machines back in the garage with damage. Clay Rogers, Jay Sauter is back there, Mike Harmon, Jeff Streeter, Ashton Lewis Jr., and Shauna Robinson, who crashed on the very first lap here this afternoon. At the front of the pack, well, we're in Nashville, so I guess it's safe to say Greg Biffle has left the building. 2.6 <laughs> seconds ahead of the second-place car of Jason Keller. Got a little bit of lap traffic he's dealing with over to turn three. And he'll sweep down to the inside of Stedman Marling, and then there's several more lap cars that separate he and leader. Uh, he's from the second-place car of Jason Keller. Jason Keller works off turn four, and let's see the separation from first to second now as they cross the start-finish line two and a half seconds. Kevin Harvick rides along in third. Elton Sawyer fourth. Scott Weber still having a good day so far. He's up there in the fifth position. Let's talk about some of the guys that are doing quite well. Guys like uh, Jamie McMurray, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy started way back in the pack. He's now in the tenth position. And Jamie McMurray, he's been a player pretty much all day in the top ten right now, shown in the eleventh position. Jimmy Johnson from 31st place up to tenth. He's probably passed more cars today than anybody else out there. And we've still got a long way to go. Johnson with a good race car underneath him this afternoon. Hank Parker Jr. having a good day. He's 16th. Tim Sauter is running in the 17th position. Shane Hall is in the 18th spot here with 90 laps to go. But Greg Biffle looks to have things in his control right now. His lead grows even more now. 2.6 seconds over Jason Keller. Top five is Biffle, Keller, Kevin Harvick, Elton Sawyer, and Scott Weber. Welcome back to the Nashville Super Speedway this afternoon with the opening weekend of racing activities at this new $125 million facility built by Dover Downs Entertainment. A fantastic layout here that everyone has just bragged about all weekend. Still a lot of work to be done. It's going to get even bigger and better as the years go by. But uh, for today, it's looking good. Very exciting NASCAR Push Series race here at the Pepsi 300. Greg Biffle leads over Jason Keller, Kevin Harvick, Scott Wimmer, and Elton Sawyer. Let's check on some developing stories on Pit Road. First to Jason Toy. Well, down here in this end of Pit Road, Bobby Laban, or excuse me, Bobby Hamilton Jr. started out very well in this race, led the race for a little while, and has since dropped back. Todd Lose is the crew chief down here for this team for, for Bobby Hamilton. Been a nonstop radio communication. You guys ran to the front earlier and fell back. What's wrong with the car? Uh, right now, it seems to be pretty good. We just kind of got held up in traffic there. He says it's good. We're going to you know, make one more stop here in about 20 laps, but we're okay. All right, that's Todd Lose, the crew chief uh, for Bobby Hamilton Jr. Right now, he's working with Bobby Hamilton Sr. out there on the track and trying to run preferred lines. Adam Alexander. And let's talk a little bit about Mike Skinner. He started 28th on the day. He's up to ninth and probably has been as high as 8th or 7th throughout the afternoon. Right now, he's not happy with how this set of tires is coming in. Crew Chief Gil Martin said, Mike, just be patient. We're in the top 10. We'll get in, get a new set on our next stop, and be back out and have a chance to win this thing. And Joe, problems for Bobby Hamilton Sr. He's off the pace. The car is slowing off turn two and down the back straightaway. He was running in the 16th position when suddenly the car slowed. As Mike Bagley told you, coming off turn number two, he now works his way down on the apron of the racetrack, heads back around to the pit lane. Hamilton was one of the ones that described this place 
place to me this weekend. Said it kind of reminds him of a concrete Las Vegas, the way it's laid out. Very similar in the uh, the setup and the way you, you run the racetrack to Las Vegas. But, of course, the concrete uh, considerably different with the way you actually set up the race car. But problems for Hamilton Jr. The yellow freight Chevrolet works its way down the pit lane to his pit stop. Let's go over to Jason Toy. Well, they bring the race car back down. We're in pursuit right now to check and see what the problem is. Obviously, internal problems with the motor for Bobby Hamilton Sr. As he brings the, the uh, drive, uh, actually brings the car in to go right to the right side. Looks like they made a tire go down to the right side. Check that on the motor problem. Move back to the left side. Check on the left side as well. They're making a clean on the windshield. Topping off the fuel tank. Pretty routine pit stop as the, looks like the car just fell off the jack now. Now they're trying to get it back up underneath. Get it jacked up to get the left side tires on the left side for Bobby Hamilton Sr. But again, the jack falls down again. And he's being held by the NASCAR official for speeding on pit road. So in addition to all the other problems, a 15-second penalty assessed for Bobby Hamilton Sr. Running in the 16th spot, now losing a couple of laps at least, but he's able to refire the car and drive away. Back to pit road. And we got an update on Bobby Hamilton Sr. He actually ran out of gas is the reason he came in. They took on four tires, and as you said, Joe, a 15-second penalty by NASCAR on pit road for Bobby Hamilton Sr. Another car on pit road from among the lead pack. Randy LaJoy is heading in. LaJoy in the Kleenex Chevrolet has been among the top 10 or 12 just about all afternoon long. And we may be seeing some drivers now get to the tail end of their gas mileage windows as he heads for his pit. LaJoy gave up a position running in the uh, just outside the top 10. Let's go down and cover his stop. Right side tires going on right now for Randy LaJoy. Cottonell Chevrolet looking pretty good this afternoon. One can of 76 racing fuel is in. Right side is down. Left side is up. Tires going on the left side. Plenty of fuel. A pretty good stop. Randy LaJoy down and away. Tony Raines also making a stop. His pit stall just ahead of Randy LaJoy's. Everyone else stays out on the racetrack. And uh, we would suppose uh, we would see another round of pit stops before this thing's over. But 78 laps to go. Most assuredly, everyone will still have to come in. Greg Biffle, though, still in command without a doubt. It's now 4.1 seconds the lead over Jason Keller, the second-place car. Let's give you a look at the complete Napa leaderboard here at lap 148, again with 77 to go. It's Greg Biffle leading. Jason Keller is second. Kevin Harvick third. Scott Wimmer is fourth. And Elton Sawyer runs fifth. Sixth is Jeff Green. Todd Bodine is seventh. Eighth is Mike Skinner. Ninth is Jimmy Johnson. And tenth is Jamie McMurray. Hank Parker Jr. runs 11th. Twelfth is Mike McLaughlin. Thirteenth is Bobby Hamilton Jr. Fourteenth is Chad Little. Fifteenth is Tim Sauter. Sixteenth is David Green. Kevin Grubb is in seventeenth. Eighteenth is Frank Kimmel. Nineteenth is Shane Hall. And twentieth is Rich Bickle. 21st belongs to Mark Green. Andy Santer rides 22nd. 23rd, Kenny Wallace. 24th is Larry Foyt. 25th, Stedman Marlin. Brad Baker, 26th. 27th is Jeff Purvis. Randy LaJoy, 28th after that pit stop. 29th is Tim Fedua. 30th to Tony Raines. 31st is Dan Pardis. 32nd, Marty Houston. Kevin LePage is 33rd. Mark Day, 34th. Bobby Hamilton Sr. in 35th. Clay Rogers behind the wall being scored in 36th. David Donahue, who continues to motor... A number of laps down and significantly off the pace. He shows 37th. Out of the race in 38th, Jay Sauter. 39th, Mike Harmon. Jeff Streeter, 40th. 41st to A.J. Frank. Ashton Lewis Jr. and Shauna Robinson rounding out the 43-car field. The Napa leaderboard brought to you by Napa Auto Parts, where NASCAR fans get their parts. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Seeing a few more stops. Kenny Wallace comes in, makes a stop. His crew takes care of uh, his Gould's pump machine. Also, Mark Green came in and made a stop. 
And Dave, I guess we could expect to see the leaders coming in shortly. Leaders, the vast majority of the lead pack, the top 10 or 15, all pitted back on lap number 72. If they can get 75 laps out of this tank of gas, stands to reason that they can go the rest of the way because 225 is the total. We're at 152 right now. And here come a couple of more leaders. Elton Sawyer dives down onto pit road. And right behind him is Jeff Green. Those two come in, giving up spots in the top five, working slowly down the pit lane. It's been a couple of cars penalized for speeding on the pit road. Here's a few more of the top ten coming down. Chad Little is in. Also, Jamie McMurray. Let's go to uh, Jason Toy. Jeff Green's crew goes automatically to the right side as he comes in. They'll pull the film off the left side of the windshield and the right side of the windshield, so he has a clear view out the front of the nest quick forward. They swing over to the left side, already finishing service on the right side. One tank of Unical 76 fuel is already in. Now they go out on the left side, drop it in. A little bit slow on getting the rest of the fuel in. Directly in front of him, though, Elton Sawyer, four tires. Also, Chad Little with four tires. And also, Jamie McMurray. And now Jason Keller in with service on the right side. Adam Alexander. Mike Skinner is in the pits. They're working the right side. No adjustments to the Chevrolet number 21. A can of fuel going in the left rear. Now the tires going on the left side. The jack is up. The tires are on. Kind of a lengthy pit stop right now for Mike Skinner. He started 28th. He's in the top 10, and he's down and away. Race leader Greg Biffle peels off the banking, comes in to take his uh, make his stop. That is Scott Wimmer cycles around as a race leader, and Kenny Wallace goes to the garage. Let's cover Biffle's, Biffle stop. One pump of the jack, half a pump of the jack, gets the right side of the Granger Ford up off the ground. They go with right side tires. They're topping off the fuel tank. Lightning fast pit stop for Greg Biffle. They've automatically moved to the left side now. A great afternoon for Biffle, who stayed up in front and remained out there. Now left side tire change. Second fuel of uh, second take of fuel goes in. Drop the left side. Greg Biffle pulls away. Well, the leaders now just about completing their round of pit stops as now here comes Scott Wimmer. He'll give up the lead to come to pit road. Todd Bodine right behind him. Let's go down and cover that stuff. Todd Bodine into his stall. They go to two right side tires. The jack is up. The tires are being put on. 76 racing fuel going to the left rear. Pretty good stop right now for Todd Bodine. No adjustments other than tires and fuel. The jack is down on the right side. The crew working the left side now. The car is up. The tires are on. It's bolted down. They're waiting for fuel to get in. It's down on the way. Todd Bodine at back out on pit road. David Green with a problem on the pit lane. Fire from underneath the hood. One of the crew members has run out to the middle of the pit lane trying to extinguish the flame on the AFG glass machine right in the middle of the pit road as these pit stops continue here under the green flag. I think what's happened is that car is stalled, Joe, and they can't get it refired. The crew member is trying to spray ether into the air breather and down into the carburetor. Got a big burst of flame out of the car, but it did not restart. They continue to try and push that car down pit road. Meanwhile, Mike McLaughlin has taken over the lead at lap 156. At Nashville Super Speedway, the Pepsi 300 underway once again under caution, and once again it's in turn two. Joe came into turn number one, and it was Dan Pardis leading a three-car parade. He had Kevin Grubb behind him and Andy Santerra behind them. Grubb got into uh, the Partis car. Partis spun around, then Grubb spun around, then Santer spun around almost simultaneously. All three slid up the racetrack. Partis and Santer made contact with the outside wall. Grubb has heavy contact as well. Various parts and pieces have come off these machines. Matter of fact, we see a, we saw a spring tumbling down the banking. Both Grubb and Santer have been able to drive away, but Dan Partis has climbed from his machine and is taking a seat on the banking here in turn two. It's just relaxing there, leaning up against the side of the car with uh, sponsorship from the Outdoor Channel. They uh, try to make a move into the NASCAR Bush Series. 
Pardis had done a, a good bit of racing in the, the ARCA series and uh, hoping to run maybe the rest of the races this year with a sponsorship that they have secured this particular day, ending early as the whole back end of that car is crashed in. And again, Dan Pardis appears to be okay, but sitting on the racetrack, leaning against the front fender of the car. Kevin Grubb and Andy Santer, the other two cars involved in that incident, both of them will come to pit road. Grubb with heavy damage, the entire right side and the rear end of the Timberwolf Chevrolet. Santer and that unsponsored Chevrolet coming in. Most of the damage on the left-hand side of that automobile. I talked to Andy a little earlier today, Joe. He said he'd hope to go to Richmond if they could have a decent day today and put a little money in the bank. With no sponsor on that car, they have to earn their way to the next event. Doesn't look like Richmond's looking real good right now. Their next stop, most likely, if they can't make Richmond, will be his home track at New Hampshire. Tough break uh, for Andy Santier. Frank Kimmel gives up the lead, comes down along the pit lane to get his service. That will cycle Greg Biffle back around to the top spot here at uh, lap 163, and it will move Larry Foyt up to the runner-up position. Foyt, one of those cars that has not yet come in to make a stop, so once he comes back in, then it puts Jason Keller up to the second spot as it will cycle back around. Mike Skinner would be third, Elton Sawyer fourth, and Kevin Harvick back in fifth. Green flag pit stops tend to kind of shake up the running order, and then you get a caution flag like this, and uh, it can really confuse the issue. But as it stands right now, it will be Greg Biffle leading the race. Next weekend, the MRN Radio Traveling Microphones will travel to Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama for the Talladega 500 weekend. We'll start things off on Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock with Bud Pole updates. Then on Saturday, the NASCAR Bush Series back in action with their 300 from Talladega on Saturday at 12.30. Then Sunday, 12.30 Eastern Time, the Talladega 500 here on most of these MRN radio stations. The next weekend, we're headed out for the left coast, California Speedway. With the Bud Pole updates beginning at 5 Eastern time on Friday. Then on Saturday, the Auto Club 300 for the NASCAR Bush Series. And on Sunday, the California Speedway Napa Auto Parts 500. Airtime 2 o'clock Eastern time here on MRN Radio. 13 lead changes among uh, nine drivers so far today in the running of the Pepsi 300. Caution flags have waved nine times today. All but one of those for incidents that occurred over in turn two. That the cause of this most recent caution flag. Let's go back to Mike Bagley for an update. Well, cleanup uh, is underway here in turn two, Joe. They've hooked Dan Partis's car up to the wrecker, and an army of safety workers are out with push brooms and speedy dry. A lot of fluid trailing from the Partis machine. They're also picking up various parts and pieces that flew off all three of those cars. We've got uh, a total of three, four safety trucks on the scene now as Dan Partis has uh, climbed out of his machine and uh, shouldn't be too much longer here once they get the car off the banking and all the speedy drive mopped up. We should be clean and green over here in turn two. Greg Biffle again, shown as the race leader, young man who uh, picked up the championship of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series last year, moved over to the NASCAR Bush Series, and has been so close to picking up a win. He's had uh, top fives this year. I think three times he's been in the top five. Only twice out of the first seven races he's been out of the top ten. So kind of destined to win a race eventually. And he's looking good. His chance is very good for him today. Jason Keller riding along in the second spot, still looking for his first win of the 2001 season. Mike Skinner stepping into the Richard Childress Racing NASCAR Bush Series operation, the uh, Rockwell Automation Chevrolet after Mike Dillon was released a couple of weeks ago. He's in third, Elton Sawyer fourth. And how about Kevin Harvick? Started off on the Bud Pole today, coming off a win at Texas a couple of weeks ago in the NASCAR Bush Series race there. 
a busy guy this year. I mean, he's been racing in the Winston Cup Series since Rockingham, racing here in the Bush Series, doing well in the Cup Series, winning the race at Atlanta, and leading the point standings and winning one race already over here. Well, that's the amazing thing, Joe. Not only uh, has he done well here on the Bush Series, as everyone expected to do, but he's been able to split his attention and not have either operation, the Winston Cup or the Bush Series, suffer. An amazing statistic uh, this year for Kevin Harvick. Of the 1,742 miles contested on the Bush Series so far this year, he's completed all but a mile and a half. You can't do a whole lot better than that. It's really phenomenal when you think about all the things he's had to deal with this year, how many different directions he's been pulled to have this degree of excellence has really been outstanding. I asked him if he didn't think he was burning the candle at both ends. I'm having fun. I mean, everything's everything's going going good, and, you know, it didn't go so good last week, but, I mean, we're having fun, and everybody everybody gets along good, and, you know, we're not running good. We just put our head down and, and keep trying stuff, and, keep trying to make it better and, and just take the best you can out of the weekend so that's the way we've got to approach it and, and when we get to november hopefully it all pays off last uh, week of course talking about the martinsville race where he kind of wound up like a ping pong ball getting bounced around out there at uh, the running of virginia 500 one of his bad weeks but i mean there's been so many good weeks this year so far for kevin harvick and i think the only way he can approach it is exactly the way he's doing it one day at a time because if you look at this entire season as a whole it's pretty overwhelming 165 laps complete 225 make up the pepsi three back at nashville super speedway this afternoon working caution for the ninth time here today after a three-car pileup over in turn number two and subsequent cleanup over at that end of the racetrack. Uh, they came out and painted the walls. There was a lot of marks along the walls because of uh, the practice crashes, the ARCA Series race, and their practice all leading up to today. And they got to have to paint it again because uh, particularly down in turns one and two, there's black marks all the way along there. Their biggest expense on Monday may be white paint just to get <laughs> the walls back to the uh, original condition. The uh, cleanup just about complete over in turn number two as the cars begin to uh, fall in line. They should get the one-to-go signal this next time by. Number of cars back behind the wall. We told you Kenny Wallace went out a while ago. Let's go to Nick Bobel. Well, I tried to catch up with Kenny Wallace, but he'd already went inside the hauler and already changed into civilian clothes and has left the racetrack. Tough break for a guy who got up to his highest 12th today, but his afternoon ends with engine failure. There was uh, 12 cars behind the wall. Kevin Grubb, Dan Pardis, Kenny Wallace, David Donahue, Clay Rogers is back there, Jay Sauter, Mike Harmon, A.J. Frank, Jeff Streeter, Ashton Lewis Jr., and Shauna Robinson out of the race. On the lead lap, Greg Biffle continues to show the way. Jason Keller is second, third to Mike Skinner. Elton Sawyer rides in fourth. Fifth is Kevin Harvick. Sixth belongs to Jeff Green. Scott Wimmer rides seventh. Eighth is Randy LaJoy. Ninth to Todd Bodine. Jimmy Johnson is tenth. Eleventh, Rich Bickle. Twelfth is Frank Kimmel. Thirteenth is Larry Foyt. Fourteenth, and the final car on the lead lap now, Brad Baker, as we get set for the restart momentarily with 168 laps complete. A couple of guys on the uh, laps down lane filing on the inside before the uh, restart were pretty good before this most recent caution. They could be a threat to the race leader, Mike McLaughlin. you got Chad Little down there. you got Jamie McMurray and Bobby Hamilton, Jr. At times, all three of those cars have been good today. And I said race leader, Mike McLaughlin. It's Greg Biffle, who is the race leader, back behind four cars on the tail end of the lead lap. I think this will be tiptoe time yes. for Biffle and the other leaders because it's been uh, difficult 
not impossible, but difficult to get through that outside lane, especially in turn two here this afternoon. But that's the task at hand as the pace car peels off and heads for pit road. Biffle's going to have to work his way through the traffic here as they come down to the stripe. Green is out. McLaughlin glances off the side of Chad Little on the start. Here's Biffle trying to dig his way out as Bobby Hamilton Jr. has a problem on the start. Let's pick up the leader in turn one. Two by two, those lap cars are in front of the race leader, Greg Biffle. Now McLaughlin will sprint out in front of Chad Little. Chad double wide traffic in front of Greg Biffle off turn two. And there's four cars directly in front of the leader. Jamie McMurray is the one right in front of him as Biffle now works to the inside. They're door to door in front of Biffle, Keller, and Mike Dillon. Kevin Harvick washing way wide in turn number four, takes it all the way up to the top of the racetrack, gives up a handful of positions, and a good move by the leader, Greg Biffle, Joe Moore. He dives to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll let the lap cars sort it out and then go after him one at, one at a time as he moves into turn one. And they're three wide behind him. Biffle slips in turn two. Here comes Jason Keller to the inside and the lead off turn two. And Keller down to the inside. They're door-to-door. They're three wide. Underneath Hank Parker Jr., Keller dies hard to the inside of Biffle. Here comes Elton Sawyer. There's contact with Biffle in three. Here they come up off the corner, back down to the start-finish line. Jason Keller comes by, picks up the top spot. A daring move on the back straightaway. The race now for the second position. Elton Sawyer working down to the inside, trying to get by Greg Biffle. Biffle will not give up the outside lane. He's digging hard up there, but Elton Sawyer has a fender out in front. Shane Hall is in the wall. Contact with Tim Fidua. Larry Foyt spins in turn two. Mark Day, hard contact into Foyt and up in the air, then back down as Foyt and Day make contact. Shane Hall comes to rest on the outside of turn two. Caution on the speedway as the leaders come to the line to complete lap number 72. Another multi-car square dance at the exit of turn number two. Larry Foyt's car, a good five or six feet in the air at one juncture. Mark Day with heavy damage. Shane Hall with heavy damage. A number of others in it to a lesser degree up there in turn number two, Mike Bagley. Yeah, trouble coming into the corner. One car snapping loose. Shane Hall sliding up the racetrack. And then the chain reaction square dance was on. Hall with heavy damage on the rear of his machine. He made contact with the wall. Larry Foyt also got turned around. Mark Day with nowhere to go was wide open. He piled into the left rear of Foyt who was sitting crossways on the apron. Day's car got up in the air a good four or five feet. Came slamming down on all four wheels. Uh, The good news is Shane Hall has dropped the window net. Mark Day has climbed from his machine. He is surveying the damage. Also, Tim Fidewa swept up in that. He was able to continue away, and Larry Foyt has refired his machine, but that car has got a lot of damage on the left side of it. That caution was a good break for a couple of drivers. Uh, Chad Little and Mike McLaughlin able to get back on the tail end of the lead lap as a result of the caution flag that came out. Again, the cars involved over there were uh, the machines of uh, Mark Day and uh, Shane Hall, along with Larry Foyt, over in turn number two. At least two of the cars still sitting over there. Mike, it appears that uh, Mark Day is out of his car. How about uh, Shane Hall? Yeah, Shane is climbing out right now. He had dropped the window net and was basically uh, taking his fist and pounding it on the steering wheel. His car is up against the outside wall with about a foot off of it. He has just climbed from his machine. He's walking to the ambulance. There are two ambulances over here. Mark Day has gotten into one. He is on the apron of the corner, and now Shane Hall will get in. Uh, after chatting with some of the safety officials, his car will definitely need the uh, the wrecker or the rollback to be removed from the retaining wall here in turn two. 
Larry Foyt takes his car behind the wall. That's a tough break for the Harris team, Joe. He was en route to his best day of the season. His uh, previous high for the 2001 campaign, a 19th at Daytona. He was running solidly in the top 15, was on the lead lap when trouble broke out again in turn two. And the two cars we told you about who got back on the tail end of the lead lap, making stops now, Chad Little and Mike McLaughlin. Let's go to Jason Toy. Chad Little coming in with four tires. They made a chassis adjustment on the right rear, also made an adjustment up around the spring area and taking a spring rubber out as well. They got four tires, stopped off the fuel tank, and pulled out and back on the track on the lead lap. Okay, good break for them here with uh, 52 laps to go. Still plenty of time to work their way back up through the pack. And again, uh, especially with only, uh, well, they're showing 16 cars presently on the lead lap. Those are Jason Keller, the race leader most recently. Greg Biffle, the second place man. Elton Sawyer, third. Mike Skinner, fourth. And Scott Wimmer runs fifth. Sixth is Jeff Green. Seventh is Todd Bodine. Eighth is Jimmy Johnson. Ninth is Kevin Harvick. And tenth is Randy LaJoy. Running eleventh is Frank Kemmel. Twelfth is Brad Baker. Thirteenth, Jeff Purvis. Fourteenth is Chad Little. Fifteenth is Mike McLaughlin. And again, those are the cars that are on the lead lap here with 51 laps to go. Great day for Mike Skinner for a team uh, that very much could use a great day, the Rockwell Automation Chevrolet team. Skinner started the day back in 28th place. He's now up to fourth. And judging from some of the moves he's made in the last 10 or 11 laps, Joe, I think Mike Skinner's decided it's time to get up there to the front and start contending for the win today. Yeah, he he told me yesterday uh, we were standing on top of the MRN truck in the infield watching the ARCA race, and he said he was really enjoying working with this Bush Series operation. He said, we have communication there. We're talking, we're understanding one another, and it's showing up on the racetrack. They had a good run, a top 10 finish at Texas when he first stepped in for Mike Dillon. Then they made the announcement that uh, Dillon would be released as the uh, team driver, and Skinner would continue to run on all the companion races and at least some of these standalone series events and uh, showing up once again today with a solid run he's in the fourth position we have 51 laps to go jason keller leads under caution at nashville back at the nashville super speedway under caution for the 10th time this afternoon a three-car pileup over in turn two brought out this most recent caution flag larry foyt mark day and shane hall the ones involved over uh, in turn number two as they uh, got uh, squeezed up against the outside retaining wall, the part of the racetrack that really has provided uh, the most, uh, what you might call, thrills so far today, at least from Mike Bagley watching it over there. Yeah, from his perspective and from ours, but if you're a little bit closer to the action, like strapped into one of these Bush Series machines, it's, uh, well, I don't think thrilling is exactly the right word, tiptoe country down there as it's, uh, it's been hot and heavy all afternoon long. We're talking about uh, how you come to a brand-new racetrack like this, particularly a concrete surface, and, and what we've heard drivers talk about uh, when they race at Dover and at Bristol, particularly in the early races at those facilities, was that the racetrack was rough. It took a while to kind of get it smoothed out. Bobby Hamilton Sr. made the comparison of this and Bristol and uh, Dover and said uh, this was totally different. Dover and Bristol is a lot worse than this, but I think every time somebody does a concrete racetrack, they're going to spend a lot more time on it. Uh, but what you get at like Dover and Bristol, the speeds are so fast, you don't feel it as much. You know, The slower you run, the more you feel that. But they spent a lot of time on smoothing this thing up and making sure the lines are equal and all. So it's pretty smooth. Pretty smooth, except for a few little problems like turn two. Maybe too smooth over there. I'm not sure I called turn two a little problem this afternoon. <laughs> it's, been, it's been big trouble for a whole lot of people. Ten cautions so far and nine of them have been there in turn two. The only other one was when Jeff Purvis spun coming off turn four here and uh, kept his car off the wall, but uh, the ensuing uh, 
saving attempt by Kevin LePage caused him to spin as well and uh, caused one of those 10 cautions. Well, here we go once again. Let's see how far we can go this time. 47 laps are remaining as we line up double file in the back straightaway. Jeff Purvis, the last car on the lead lap. There are 16 of those on the lead lap filing up in the outside lane. Jason Keller, Greg Biffle, Elton Sawyer, Mike Skinner, and Scott Wimmer, the top five. As they form up for the restart once again, it will be Jamie McMurray, the first man in the low line, as McMurray will try and get himself a lap back. He rides one lap down in the 22nd position as we get set for this restart. Here comes Jason Keller now leading the field, looking up to the flag stand to see when that signal comes out. Here it is. And he gets on the gas, drives away by two car lengths over Greg Biffle. Elton Sawyer is third. Fourth now is Mike Skinner. Fifth is Scott Wimmer as they race to turn one. Both Keller and Biffle clear the lap car of Jamie McMurray. Now Elton Sawyer will do the same. Everyone tiptoeing to the high lane all pursuit. No traffic this time down the back straightaway as there was last time. It's Keller, Biffle, and Sawyer. Here comes Mike Skinner. In fourth, he closes within a car length of Sawyer. Skinner drives it deep into turn number three. A good two car lengths deeper than any of the other top four drivers. They'll come single file off turn four to the start finish line. Jason Keller, Greg Biffle, Elton Sawyer, Mike Skinner. The lead just a tenth of a second for Keller to turn one. Biffle starting to get itchy. Drives in deep coming into the corner but his car slides up the racetrack. He's going to try on the outside lane to take the top spot but gets back in line at two. Now he'll fall back in line. Single file. Tire track to tire track. Peaks to the inside. Keller has the position. It's Biffle on the rear deck of Keller. Biffle right up on the bumper now, trying to squeeze his way by and grab the lead. Can't quite do it. Keller is strong. Elton Sawyer now pulls up behind a three-car breakaway. They are nose to tail, racing back to turn one. Single file, the front three, march back to the corner. Keller's car glued at the bottom, now slides up about a half lane. Biffles does the same. Sawyer's does as well, and there's great side damage to Sawyer's car as they hit the back straightaway. It's a car length from first to second. Another car length back to Elton Sawyer in third. A couple back to Mike Skinner. On the move is Scott Wimmer in fifth. Add Wimmer to the mix, and very shortly, I believe, we're going to see Jeff Green back in the hunt as he is in the number six position and beginning to close in. So the contenders now setting themselves up for the stretch drive. The lead pack is in one. Keller starts to pull away. He's got about a car length on Biffle. Biffle's got about a half car length on Sawyer. Again, Biffle's car skates up the racetrack. This is the challenge for the second spot. Sawyer with the grip off a of turn two. Now up the back straightaway. He'll look to the inside of Biffle. Decides not this time. Here comes Skinner now on the move again. He drifts up a half a car lane. Mike Skinner drifts up high, coming off turn four. Underneath him, Scott Wimmer pours on the steam. Now challenges for what would be the fourth position across the line. They are dead even. Racing for fourth. Let's see what Wimmer can do racing into turn one. Wimmer gets a fender out in front. Now he flashes by Skinner. So move Wimmer up to fourth. Drop Skinner back to fifth. And here comes Jeff Green from the sixth spot about three car lengths back. Motoring down the back straightaway. Skinner looks back to the inside of Wimmer. Not this time. Falls back in line. Jeff Green on the move in six. Those leaders better not get too comfortable because a bit further back in the pack, running in the ninth and tenth spots, Kevin Harvick and Randy LaJoy have hooked up and they are tag teaming their way through this pack and they are closing in. Coming up on the back bumper of Jimmy Johnson now for the number eight position as they hit turn one. Harvick and LaJoy are nose to tail off the end of the front stretch. He's got about a car length before they catch Jimmy Johnson and Johnson's watching Todd 
nine, trying to get around lap traffic off turn two. And Jeff Green now trying to get around the lap car of Jamie McMurray. Now he looks like he's off the pace as McMurray sweeps around him. Jeff Green off the pace a little bit off of turn four. Green was running in the sixth position and in turn two went way high. Looked like he was going into the wall, saved the car, but lost a few positions in the process. He falls back to the sixth position. Seems now Mike Bagley to be up to speed again. Green comes back into the corner. His car this time glued at the bottom of the racetrack as at speed and is trying to regain lost ground on the back stretch. And he'll wind it up down the back straightaway, but a lot of ground to make up on that front five. It's green behind him as Tim Sauter, the lap machine. Here comes Todd Bodine and Jimmy Johnson. Johnson now trying to play a little bit of defense as Kevin Harvick and Randy LaJoy have closed in on him. Johnson runs in eighth. Harvick is ninth. LaJoy in tenth as that battle continues to wage down into turn one. Single file. Johnson comes into the corner. A bit up the racetrack. Harvick trying to squeeze down to the inside. But Johnson moves over to block as they race off turn two. And as Harvick lost the momentum coming up on the back of Johnson, that allowed Randy LaJoy to dive down to the inside. He's got the preferred line. He'll take the spot in three. Here's the battle the lead now coming off turn four Greg Biffle gets the run he was trying to get on Jason Keller and Biffle takes the top spot at lap 187 Jason Keller is second Elton Sawyer third fourth is Scott Wimmer fifth is Mike Skinner with 30 laps to go in the closing stages of the Pepsi 300 this afternoon Greg Biffle took the lead on lap 187, we're now at lap 192, and Dave, he's pulling away. He has already up to an eight-tenths of a second advantage over Jason Keller. And Biffle, as we've seen him do a couple of times this afternoon, Joe, once he sinks his teeth into the lead, he just will not turn loose. Trying to become the seventh different winner this year of the NASCAR Bush Series and trying to score his first win in the NASCAR Bush Series after coming over from the Craftsman Truck Series last season. He pulls away. Scott Wimmer's on the move as well battling for the fourth position. He's caught Elton Sawyer, has taken a couple of stabs at getting by him. Let's follow that race now as they go to turn one. Wimmer's been stalking Sawyer for the third spot the last five laps or so as Elton slides up the racetrack. Wimmer gets a better bite at the bottom. For now, he can't make the pass happen. This is the race for the third position. And it's the Pontiac stalking the back end of the Ford as they head into turn number three. Sawyer able to maintain the position this time. They've got about five car lengths on fifth place. Mike Skinner. Scott Wimmer, the youngster, showing some good patience here as he continues to work the back bumper of the veteran Elton Sawyer. Now he's got the room down to the inside and at the start-finish line. Wimmer will flash by to take over the number three position and immediately Mike Bagley, he begins to pull away. He's not wasting any time. Once he got past Sawyer, he's pulled away by about a car lane. Now he's going to try to close in on the second-place car in two. And he sets his sights on. Jason Keller will measure the distance in seconds. It's 1.1 from first to second and Keller another second back to Scott Wimmer in third. We got Mike Skinner also closing in. He's back in the fifth position. He's starting to tighten up the gap between himself and the fourth place car of Elton Sawyer. I thought maybe Jeff Green might be a player, but he is just making up no ground at all. Jeff Green is back five seconds from that uh, front five pack. Even further back, Randy LeJoy and Kevin Harvick looked like for a while they were hooking something up, maybe working their way to the front, but it seems like they've kind of stabilized now. LeJoy in eighth and Harvick in the ninth position. No doubt they're going to need a caution flag, probably along with Todd Bodine and Jeff Green, who run right in front of them. They're going to need a yellow flag to get themselves back up front. Right now, it looks like Greg Biffle's race to lose as he is 1.2 seconds ahead. Biffle's a steamrolling away from the pack, looking very smooth at both ends of the racetrack. 
He's down in front of Mike Bagley. Here he comes through turns one and two. He's pulling away from Jason Keller. Keller's got a lot of breathing room on Scott Wimmer. But you talked about Kevin Harvick and also Randy LaJoy. They've been trapped in traffic. Now here comes LaJoy in turn two. He's trying to squeeze under Todd Bolano the back straightaway. And he'll power down to the inside. Door to doors. They head into turn three. The blue Chevrolet in beside inside. The black one. He'll take the position. And Bedine shuts the door on Harvick. Randy LaJoy continues to march. That will move him up to the number seven position. But right now, it's not so much track position as distance between himself and the leaders. LaJoy's got a long way to go, but he's pedaling hard in turn one. And he's got a short time to get there, too. He comes back into the corner. He was trapped behind Todd Bodine. Now he's trying to bypass Tim Sauter on the back straightaway. Sauter, the lap machine, giving room. No, now this time he'll stay in the same groove, the low groove. As LaJoy not able to make the move this time, it's LaJoy, Bodine, Harvick, and Mike McLaughlin in that order. Greg Biffle continues to lead. That margin now a second and a half over Jason Keller. As we told you, he won the championship of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series last year. And everybody know, uh, knew that coming into the Bush Series, he was basically following the footsteps of Mark Martin over at Roush Racing. And you know what kind of equipment Mark Martin had in the NASCAR Bush Series. Greg compared the competition in the Truck Series to what he's seeing here in the NASCAR Bush Series. Well, the you know the top ten guys over here are are you know really about the same as the top five guys in the trucks. Um, it's just the the competition level is about the same, but a lot more in depth over here. You know, a lot more. It goes back a lot further in the field. So not to take anything away from the Bush guys or the truck guys, they're both tough series i'm having a easier time driving the book cars than i thought i was going to uh, not that the competition's any easier than i thought they're definitely as tough as i thought it was going to be but the the transition for me has been easier than i suspected it to be and uh we're just going to continue to work at you know making our notes better and and uh you know with mark and jeff and matt kenseth helping me uh, it's been a great help i think that's a secret to it working with an organization like roush racing with the drivers he named, the kind of talent they have over there, if you're anywhere near being decent, you're going to be darn good. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, Greg Biffle, it, it may have been easier than he thought it would so far, but it, it's not nearly as easy as he has made it look. He's been the bridesmaid on a couple of occasions already this season. Second place finishes at Las Vegas and Atlanta. And he's got the catbird seat right now, an even second and a half ahead of Jason Keller. Let's pick up the battle from seventh on back. Randy LaJoy back there leading a pack of cars that include Todd Bodine, Kevin Harvick, and Mike McLaughlin. They're in turn one. First, Randy LaJoy must bypass Jamie McMurray's car. McMurray slides up off the bottom. Here goes LaJoy. He's going to work off turn two. And he'll sweep down to the low side. McMurray giving him a little bit of room. Slips up high. Here comes Bodine under McMurray. The groove is open. Kevin Harvick will be next. And a good show of sportsmanship by young Jamie McMurray. He's got a good, fast race car, but lost a lap earlier on. Is not among the contenders for the win this afternoon. Just moves over and lets that three-car pack move on by at a turn one. Todd Bodine goes by. Also, Kevin Harvick goes by. Here comes Mike McLaughlin, all bypassing Jamie McMurray, who will squeeze back in line in front of Tim Sauter and behind McLaughlin. That's the machines in seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth position. Now they're separated by about two car lengths from seventh to eighth. Three back to Harvick in ninth, and another four back to McLaughlin in tenth. Tim Sauter making some good runs now, working the inside lane. He's trying to pick up a position from Brad Baker. Both those drivers having a pretty good show in this afternoon. Baker running in 16th. Tim Sauter in the 17th spot. They race back off into turn one. Tim Sauter brings his car back down, and there's contact. Jimmy Johnson into Chad Little. Johnson goes around into the wall. Bobby 
Harry Hamilton Jr. into the wall. Chad Little up the racetrack as Johnson's car spins back down the banking. Three cars get collected here in turn two. Now once again, turn two is the crash magnet. Chad Little is involved, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Jimmy Johnson, two out of the three, had been running in the top 12. So once again, turn two reaches out and touches someone. Let's go back to Mike Bagley. Jimmy Johnson was trying to pass Chad Little. He had opened the inside lane, but slid up the racetrack, made some contact with Chad Little. Johnson's car broke loose. Little got on the brakes and, and, and really was looked like free was free and clear of it, although sliding up the racetrack. Then Johnson slid across his front end, hit the outside wall. Chad Little then was trying to ride it through. Bobby Hamilton came sliding in. Hamilton's been able to drive away. Jimmy Johnson's rear end all messed up here in turn two. He has dropped the window net, and now Jimmy Johnson climbs out of his Chevrolet Monte Carlo off the apron here in turn two. Tough break for Jimmy Johnson, who had himself a good solid top 15 finish coming his way, but at this uh, Nashville Super Speedway, it's never over till it's over. Turn two has taken its share of victims here this afternoon. Back at Nashville Super Speedway, 19 laps remaining in the Pepsi 300. Greg Biffle continues to show the way over Jason Keller, Scott Wimmer, Elton Sawyer, and Mike Skinner, but now, Joe Moore, that caution flag that people like Jeff Green and Randy LaJoy and Todd Bodine needed, here's their opportunity to try and get up there and take a shot at this thing. We were talking about how well they were running, but how far behind the race leader Greg Biffle and that whole front pack of cars they were. So, yeah, their opportunity now to close in a little bit for the restart and what will be about uh, 18 laps to go. The one-to-go signal has not yet been displayed because cleanup is still underway over in turn two. Let's check on some of the stories developing on pit road. First, Jason Toy. Let's see if we can check in here with Chad Little real quick. Chad, you had a great run going this afternoon. What happened? Well, <laughs> it's one of those deals where I thought I was clear and I wasn't clear. Um, 92 car had position on me, and, and um, I thought he might back off and let me go and I was kind of hoping for that but um, just wasn't clear and I came down and we made contact and around we went. It was a good afternoon for Chad Little up until this point he had a great run going but significant damage on the right front you can hear the banging inside the race car they're trying to replace the entire right front suspension it's just driven back up into the side of the motor block. Adam Alexander. Gil Martin, the crew chief for Mike Skinner. They are, of course, in the fifth position. They have uh, stayed on the track like all the other leaders have. They said they may have something to get up to the third position, but they don't think they have anything to get to the front. Well, we're down to the stretch drive as the Jimmy Johnson car now up on the back of the record and being removed from the bottom of turn number two. 207 laps are complete, just 18 remaining. And now I'd say this one is right up in the air for anybody to grab. Certainly so, especially among the 13 cars that are now shown on the lead lap. And, uh, you know, several times today we've had to talk about guys who uh, are doing very well. Let's mention a couple of names here that we typically don't see doing this well. Rich Bickle is up there in 11th. He's on the lead lap. Brad Baker having his best ever NASCAR Bush Series run. And Frank Kimmel trying to make the move over from the ARCA Series into the NASCAR Bush Series and looking pretty good. He's in the 13th position, also among those that are on the lead lap here with just 18 laps to go. 14 cars on the lead circuit. The final man is Jeff Purvis. And uh, one lap down at 15th, Kevin LePage, followed by Tony Raines, Tim Fedewa, and Tim Sauter. A couple of those drivers, Joe, have uh, overcome problems earlier on in the afternoon to uh, bounce back and get themselves, well, a decent finish if it ended here. Again, it's going to be a uh, shootout here for the final 16 laps when they take the green flag. The one-to-go signal has just been displayed. I'm kind of wondering if maybe the result, the reason for some of these cautions we're seeing here late in the race is the fact that a lot of these guys are stepping out trying to create that outside lane that maybe hasn't quite developed yet. Uh, Mike Bagley and Winston Kelly told us a while back that 
some of the guys were kind of experimenting a little bit with it, stepping up there, trying to in, increase the width of that uh, racing groove, if you will, through both ends of the racetrack. And, and maybe some of the guys are pushing it a little too soon here, even though it's late in the race. Yeah, I think that probably is half the situation. And the other half is once the guy in front of you steps out a little wide to try it, the closer you get to the tail end of this race, the less likely you are to let him come back down in front of you without, a, without a, some kind of a confrontation. And, of course, in racing heavy packs of traffic like we're seeing here this afternoon, if one guy gets a little loose, then it becomes a multi-car incident. Here comes the pack now off turn number four, coming back for the restart with Greg Biffle, the race leader. Double file restart once again with cars lined up on the inside. You've got Jamie McMurray down there and a number of others. that will be struggling to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. Here they come to the green. Biffle gets the jump by two car lengths over second place Jason Keller, and they get a real big jump over the third place car, which is Scott Wimmer. They hit a turn one. Here they come back to the corner. Wimmer's not third for long. Elton Sawyer bypasses him to the high lane before they even get to turn one. Moves Sawyer to the third spot as Biffle leads off turn two. Biffle by three car lengths over Keller. A couple of lap cars separating the second place machine of Keller from Elton Sawyer. Sawyer now looks to the outside of one of those. That's Jamie McMurray. Scott Wimmer made a decision at the drop of the green flag. He elected to drop down into that inside lane with the lap cars, thinking that that might be the quick way around. It was not. Elton Sawyer threw it high to the outside lane, and that will take Elton to the number three position as they hit turn one. Here they come back to the corner. Wimmer's trying to bypass Sawyer, trying to pick up that spot he lost on the restart. Wimmer is all over Sawyer off turn two. And Wimmer now looks to the high side. Sawyer tries to break the draft on the inside. Now they both dive down underneath Jamie McMurray, the lap car. So it's Sawyer and Wimmer off of turn four. Wimmer right up on his bumper, though, looking for a way to get by. Off turn four, he peels down to the inside of the racetrack. It's a fender alongside Elton Sawyer, racing here for the third position, and Scott Wimmer again is strong. He'll pick off the spot in turn one. He will bypass Sawyer off the end of the front straightaway, and here comes Mike Skinner. Skinner bypasses the lap traffic. Third, fourth, and fifth are single file off two. Down the back straightaway, but meanwhile, up front, it's four car lengths for Greg Biffle. Jason Keller, the man on the move, he wants the win. Off turn number four, if Jason Keller has got anything for Greg Biffle, now's the time to show it as they hit the line. 211 laps complete, 13 remaining in the Pepsi 300, and the lead for Biffle as they hit turn one, four-tenths of a second. And he's not able to march away either, Dave. He's only got about three car lengths between himself and Jason Keller as they work off turn two and down the back straightaway. And they've checked out from the rest of the field. It looks like it's going to be down to these two cars if we don't have another caution flag. It's Biffle by three car lengths over Keller. Charging back off turn four to the start-finish line. That uh, separation decreasing more and more as Jason Keller closes in. Now within about three car lengths of race leader Greg Biffle. There are 12 laps to go as they go to turn one. Keller closes in even more. Put it at two car lengths as Biffle's car slides up the racetrack. Keller is closing in on the race leader off turn two. And they motor down the back straightaway one more time. Miss Biffle by a couple of car lengths. Scott Wimmer is able to make his way around the lap. Traffic, he's in third, has clear sights on second place Keller. Jason Keller up on the wheel and right down on the yellow line at the bottom of the racetrack. Trims a little more off Biffle's lead. As they race to the line, it is down to a car length. Greg Biffle now feeling the heat in one. Biffle definitely is in the crosshairs of Keller coming back to turn two. Biffle again sliding up the racetrack. Keller not close enough to mount the charge in two. Thundering down the back straightaway. Keller's been patient all day long, but now is not the time for patience as he powers hard into three. It's a car length between Biffle and Keller. 
Biffle kind of smooth coming into the corner, whereas Keller just slams it down at the bottom of the racetrack. He is anxious to get up there and challenge for the top spot. They cross the stripe now, head back into turn one, ten laps to go, three car lengths between Biffle and Keller. And he closes it down, put it maybe one and a half, maybe two, as Keller is glued to the bottom. Single file, those two pull away from the rest of the field. It's the rookie and the veteran up the back straightaway one more time. This time it's three car lengths as they head into turn three. Keller hard, chops it down, one more car length into four. Scott Wimmer 1.8 seconds back in third place, so right now it looks like a two-man dance for the victory lane honors in the Pepsi 300 here at Nashville Super Speedway. Down the front chute, in a turn one, it continues to be Biffle by two car lengths. And he leads that over Jason Keller, tip of the cap to Scott Wimmer. Once he's broken free of Elton Sawyer in the lap car of Kevin LePage, he's trying to close in on the front two. And he's not able to make a whole lot of progress this time as those front two on the whip into turn three. One more time as Biffle and Keller. Biffle settles out a little bit, stretches out somewhat. He's picked up maybe another car length on Jason Keller. Keller seemed to be really closing in for a while there, Dave, but maybe laying back right now, knowing that he's got a few laps to go, saving those tires to make a last-moment run. Well, he's not going to lay back much longer because 217 complete. Next time by, it'll be seven laps to go. So Jason Keller, if he's holding the cards close to the vest, it's time to start laying them down here in very short order as they hit three. Legging it down into turn number three. One more time. It's still two car lengths. About ten back to Scott Wimmer in third. Race leaders work off turn four. Come back down to the stripe. Very smoothly up off turn number four. Going wide up against the outside retaining wall. Five car lengths between Greg Biffle and Jason Keller. Scott Wimmer is nearly two seconds back in third. Elton Sawyer fourth and fifth is Mike Skinner. Leaders up off turn two and hit the back straightaway. Down the back straightaway. Greg Biffle continues to hit his marks. Every time he'll dive hard down into turn number three. He sees Jason Keller in his rear view mirror and big power off of turn four. Biffle shows the way right down on the bottom of the racetrack. Now lets it slide up the banking up next to the outside retaining wall. They'll hit the start finish line. Biffle's lead still four tenths of a second as they hit one. Both cars taking different lines coming into the corner. Biffle taking a higher turn while Keller's really just diving it down into the corner. Their single file, Biffle by four runs off two. And they both swing off the turn two up to the outside retaining wall. Now they'll dive hard back into turn three. It's three car links this time. Battle for the fifth position now is Randy LaJoy to swept to the inside of Mike Skinner. Grabs that spot. They were held up momentarily by the car of Jamie McMurray, which was not on the lead lap. So LaJoy begins working his way back to the front of the field, but running out of laps here with just five to go. Here comes Randy LaJoy off the end of the front straightaway. He's got about two car lengths to make up. If he wants to bypass the Elton Sawyer machine, those cars swing wide and single file off turn two. And down the back straightaway one more time. Sawyer in the fourth, the Chevy of LaJoy, the Chevrolet of Skinner in third, fourth, and fifth. Leaders off turn number four will move up and put another lap on the crippled David Donahue car that's just been limping around the bottom of the racetrack for most of this day. At a turn number one, they'll move around Donahue. Biffle will bypass Donahue. Now here comes Keller. He'll shuffle to the outside lane. He, too, will bypass the lap car off the corner. Biffle continues to put distance between he and Jason Keller. It's five car lengths this time into turn number three. Ten more car lengths back to Scott Wimmer, who moves around the Donahue machine. Further back, a race for fourth is shaping up. Randy DeJoy has caught Elton Sawyer. Sawyer struggling, trying to hang onto his car. It slips wide up off turn four. LaJoy looks low for a chance to get by. Can't make it happen this time, but he's right up on the bumper as they race to turn one with three laps to go. Ford and Chevy, single file for the third, fourth position now, coming back to the turn. 
Sawyer's car skates up the racetrack. The inside lane is opened up. Here comes Randy LaJoy to the inside. The inside lane opens up, and he'll power down to the inside of him. He's going to have to maneuver around the lap car of David Donahue. Just does squeeze around, put LaJoy in fourth. A white-knuckle move by Randy LaJoy. Just squeezes his way between the lap car of Donahue, and that will move Randy LaJoy up to the number four position. Two laps to go now for Greg Biffle as he works off turn two. Here he comes off the turn. He's stretching his lead about six car lengths between himself and Jason Keller. Smooth down the back straightaway one more time. Six, make it seven car lengths. This time, if Keller's got anything for him, he's got to get to the whip real quick. Big Keller, maybe he just have uh, used up the tires on that car. He made a run, got within two or three car lengths, but now looks like he's not going to be able to hang on. White flag is out. Greg Biffle appears to be on his way to his first Bush Series win. For the final time, he brings the car back to turns one and two, lets it slide up off the inside lane. Here goes Biffle off turn two for the final time. The yellow stripe on the bumper, the only thing indicative that he's a rookie. He's been aggressive when he needs to, patient when he's needed to. Greg Biffle on his way to his first NASCAR Bush Series victory. Off turn number four and only the eighth start of his freshman year on the NASCAR Bush Series. Greg Biffle is a winner. Biffle across the line wins the Pepsi 300 at Nashville Super Speedway. What a great run for Greg Biffle this afternoon. He beats Jason Keller, Scott Wimmer, Randy LaJoy, and Elton Sawyer. Let's go to Pit Road. Randy Goss is down here, the crew chief. And, Randy, congratulations. You guys pick up the victory. Your first one. How sweet is this one as he talks to his driver? As they're going to victory lane for the first time. Randy, congratulations. Thanks, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm just kind of glad that, that we got this one under our belt. We've been pushing kind of hard this year in the Granger Ford F-150 or Taurus, not driving trucks no more. And uh, just real happy. Thanks, dude. Just real happy for all the guys. We've, we've wrecked some stuff this year. And uh, and uh, the guy's been working real hard. That's Randy Goss, the crew chief. He's going to victory lane. Biffle scores the win here today. His uh, crew chief uh, forgot uh, they weren't in a truck anymore. <laughs> a little bit of a flashback yeah. there. Who can blame him in the heat of the moment? Uh, a little bit of excitement going on down in that Granger Ford pit. We'll hear from a lot of them, uh, a lot of excitement, I'm sure, down at Victory Lane in a few moments. First, let's hear from some of the other drivers who finished in the top ten. Nick Bobel. I've caught up with Scott Wimmer. All smiles down here. You qualified solidly up in the top five and stayed up front all day long, Scott. Wound up third. Talk about your run. Uh, great run for the Jan and King Pontiac. Uh, Car was good all day, just a little tight uh, throughout the whole day. But uh, hats off to the crew. They did a great job. Bill Davis Racing, uh, Brad Thrower Motors. Um, you know, a great day for us. We always like to finish better than we qualified, and we accomplished that today. You're a rookie in this Bush Series, and you haven't been to a lot of these racetracks. It had to make you feel good to come to this racetrack where everybody was green. Yeah, I think that helped a lot of us out, uh, even Greg Biffle. My hat's off to him. He ran a great race today. But uh it's a tough little racetrack. You know, one and two is pretty tricky, but um, I'm sure the good people at Nashville will have that fixed next time we come back. And uh, beautiful place and glad to be here. That's Scott Wimmer. He winds up third today. That's a great performance for that team, and that will uh, push them on to Talladega with a full uh, load of momentum. Let's go down to Adam Alexander. A new racetrack, a lot of question marks, but Jason Keller starts 12th, comes up to second. Jason, congratulations on the top five. Well, just a great day for us and uh, for Albertsons and Ford and Everybody involved. I knew we had a good car after happy hour, and uh, just the point of being patient and putting ourselves up there. And uh, the guys had great pit stops and, and great strategy all day long. And uh, it's just a great day for us. I'm real proud to be a part of this PPC racing team. After that last costume, did you think you were going to have anything for Biffle, or did you know he was probably going to get away? 
Well, I, I knew there at the end we would let, if I could get up to him, maybe I could have a chance. But, uh, you know, we uh, just a little bit off, and uh, I didn't read the car like I needed to a little bit there. But, uh, hey, second second place is second place, and we ran really good all day in the top five all day, and that's what we needed. Jason Keller finishes with his third top five of the year. It was his best finish so far in this 2001 season. Greg Biffle in victory lane, winning the Pepsi 300. Jason Toy is with him. Well, he's got a couple of seconds this year. He's come so close here so many times this year. And finally, your eighth start, you finally get that first victory. I'll tell you what, it was, uh, it was a great effort for uh, the whole Granger team. Good pit stops. Uh, the engine run great. Uh, if it weren't for the engine guy letting us do what we did today, we probably wouldn't be in victory lane. The car got tight there at the end, and... Uh, I'll tell you what, I was just hanging on. It wasn't. It went tight quick, and I don't know why. Maybe I was overusing the brakes there at the end. But, uh, man, it was, a, it was a tough day for us, but uh, we're glad to be in victory lane. You guys slipped back a little bit, but you came in on the last pit stop, put a spring rubber in. That seemed to have been the, the savior for you. Oh, absolutely, and I was still extremely tight. So if I would have done that spring rubber, I would have been a, a fifth-place car today. So that was definitely the right call. And the guys got it in quick. It did cost me any time on pit road. And that's what good pit stops will do for you. Points championship for you last year in the truck series. couple of seconds this year. Now your first victory. How's this do for the momentum for you? Uh, it does great for the momentum. Uh, it, it's just awesome. Uh, it, it really, I mean, it, we needed this to jumpstart the rest of the season, and uh, I'm sure it's going to help us a bunch. All right, Greg Biffle picks up his first victory, his eighth start here in victory lane in Nashville, and he takes home the guitar. It made the runover from NASCAR or Nashville, USA. Fourth place finish this afternoon on a hard-fought fourth. For former series champion Randy LaJoy, Adam Alexander's with him. Randy, you started 18th, had to come a long way to finish fourth. Talk about the run this afternoon here in Nashville. It was a good day for the Kleenex Chevrolet Kroger car. We uh, were okay. We were just a little bit tight, and then the last set of tires was the best. And, uh, you know, everybody likes going to go-kart tracks and, and running a slick track. Turns one and two were about 150-mile-an-hour slick track. Uh, it was good. It was fun. We come out of here in, in fifth place, fourth place, first first Chevrolet, which uh, we knew we were hurting on downforce after the wind tunnel tests. Uh, you know, Brian Smith does a great job with our bodies, but uh, they knew the Fords were a lot better than we were, and, and they knew the Pontiacs were too, and they gave them some concessions. So I guess I'm, I'm whining a little bit. I'll get some Kleenex and wipe the tears away. Your third top five of the year. How's the momentum with this team? Well, it should have been our fourth or fifth, but uh, this is good. This is what we need to do every week, week in and week out. And, uh, you know, when you can see the leaders – when you take the checker flag, this is good. Randy LaJoy finishes fourth in the Pepsi 300. And a good run for Elton Sawyer today. He comes home in the fifth position. Nick Bobles with him. Elton Sawyer takes a sip of water. Elton, you wind up fifth here this afternoon. Best run of the season. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, my hat's off to Ricky Byers, the whole starter, Hot Tamales team. They did a tremendous job uh, on pit road. We had a good race car here. Uh, wasn't quite good enough to win. And uh, then I got in the fence over there about 30 laps to go. And um, you know, messed a toe up on it a little bit, but it's still a good day. Um, I think we made big gains. We needed that week off. We did some testing, went to the wind tunnel, and uh, Cosworth engine ran well, and uh, Goodyear tires were good, and uh, it was it was a good race for us all the way around. And uh, we're just looking forward to getting to Talladega. And uh, before I forget it, I want to say hi to to Matt Pye and his family with the Just Born Hot Tamales uh, Company. Uh, Matt lost his mother-in-law this week, so we're, our thoughts are with him. Talk about, you know, getting this turned around. And you've had your share of bad luck. Coming in here today, uh, probably a 10th place finish, you'd have been happy. Well, we've had fast race cars all year. A lot of the problems that we've had has been self-induced. We just, we've got a good race team and, and good equipment. And a lot of times we, we, as a group, we do some stupid things. But hopefully we've got that behind us and um, had a week off to regroup and can't wait to get to Talladega and Fontana. 
All smiles. That's Elton Sawyer who finishes fifth. Good run today for that team. The members of the media covering today's Pepsi 300 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $250 to Shauna Robinson out after just one lap in the first of many turn two incidents on this afternoon. The Gatorade Front Runner Award of $2,000 goes to Jeff Green. He was the eligible driver leading the most laps in today's race. Ray Bestus Brakes Rookie of the Race Award of $1,000 goes to Greg Biffle, who of course finished first and thus was the highest finishing rookie in today's race. Coming up, a look at the full field rundown from the Pepsi 300. Back at the Nashville Super Speedway where Greg Biffle has won the Pepsi 300. Let's take a look at the full field rundown. Biffle wins. Jason Keller is second. Scott Wimmer third. Randy LaJoy fourth. And Elton Sawyer finished fifth today. Sixth is Mike Skinner. Seventh is Kevin Harvick. Jeff Green was eighth. Mike McLaughlin ninth. And Todd Bodine finished tenth. Frank Kimmel was eleventh. Rich Bickle was twelfth. Thirteenth, Brad Baker. Fourteenth is Jeff Purvis. Fifteenth was Kevin LePage. Sixteenth, Tony Raines. Seventeenth, Tim Sauter. Eighteenth, Tim Fidoa. Nineteenth was Jamie McMurray and 20th was Bobby Hamilton Sr. 21st went to Mark Green. Stedman Marlin was 22nd. 23rd, Marty Houston. David Green, 24th. 25th, Hank Parker Jr. Bobby Hamilton Jr. comes home 26th. 27th went to Chad Little. Jimmy Johnson, 28th. 29th, Larry Foyt. 30th to Shane Hall. 31st, Mark Day. 32nd, David Donahue. Andy Santerre, 33rd. 34th to Kevin Grubb. 35th, Dan Pardis. 36th, Kenny Wallace. Clay Rogers, 37th. 38th, A.J. Frank. 39th was Jay Sauter, 40th to Mike Harmon. 41st, Jeff Streeter, 42nd, Ashton Lewis Jr., and 43rd, Shauna Robinson. Today's race saw 15 lead changes among 10 drivers. Caution flags waved 11 times throughout the course of the race. And I think keeping up on our little scoring system of where they took place, 10 of those were still in turn two. No doubt about it. The big winner was turn two today. Uh, that's where most of the big losers were crowned over the course of the afternoon. Unofficially, Kevin LePage hangs on to the uh, point championship lead, now by 91 points over uh, the uh, second-place car, Jason Keller. What did I say? Kevin Harvick. Okay, Kevin, Kevin Harvick. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's uh, going to be... Uh, Greg Biffle in the third spot, Jeff Green fourth, and Jimmy Johnson in the fifth position in the standings. Again, those unofficial numbers. We'll have the official numbers for you on NASCAR today on Monday on many of these stations. Well, from here, the NASCAR Bush Series and the NASCAR Winston Cup Series move on to the Talladega Super Speedway. Our coverage on MRN starts next Friday afternoon with Bud Pole updates at 2 Eastern time. We'll bring you the NASCAR Bush Series 300 a week from today, 1230 Eastern, and then the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in the Talladega 500 next week at the Talladega Super Speedway, 1230 on Sunday afternoon. After that, it's on to the California Speedway for the Auto Club 300 and the Napa Auto Parts 500. We remind you to listen daily for NASCAR Today with news of the world of NASCAR. Covering the NASCAR Bush Series, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. NASCAR Live on Tuesday night with Eli Gold talking to the stars of NASCAR Racing, the world of racing daily, and NASCAR USA Sunday morning on many of these stations. I want to thank the voices you heard on our broadcast today. Mike Bagley and Winston Kelly covered the action for us in the turns. Along pit lane was Adam Alexander, Jason Toy. And Nick Bobel, although we called them different names from time to time. Helping us uh, from the spotter positions, Lee Kelly and Bill Westendorf. Tiffany Ricardo was our scoring person today. And Fred Bobel was our production assistant. Our congratulations again to Greg Biffle, scoring the first win of his career in the NASCAR Bush Series. And the first time the series ever ran here at the Nashville Super Speedway, a beautiful facility. This is going to be a great place to come to in the future. I can't wait to come back. Look forward to making many, many return trips, and i got a feeling that this track is going to be even more competitive as the years go on. Great race today. Our congratulations to Greg Biffle. For Dave Moody, I'm Joe Moore. So long and happy Easter from Nashville, Tennessee. 
MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Bush Series has come to you from the Nashville Super Speedway. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Two-way communication by Racing Radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. By the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By MBNA, issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. By Ray Bestas, the best in brakes. D3EA certified for safety. By Ghoul's Pumps, wherever water needs to be moved, Ghoul's Pumps is always there. And by Smooth Bush Beer, an easy drink in Bush life. Bush, the official sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt. National sales manager, Steve Harrison. Sales assistant, Robin Vandegraaff. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello. Director of Production, Fred Armstrong. Director of Operations, T.G. Aylstock. Chief Engineer, Harry Howard. Broadcast Engineer, Larry Sweeney. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.